Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for their lust. Blinding passion, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his mark. lined up. 
up for uh, for the days uh, the imminent days ahead uh and um and please father in the name of jesus forgive us when our flesh takes over uh our circumstances our environments our you know everything i mean the, the entities of darkness uh and and boy did uh dr joy jeffrey's pew nail it in her book beguiled uh father we we pray in jesus name that that zen will be blessed with the extra help he needs whatever whatever it takes uh we've gotten an, an indication that you know he, he can't join us right away but uh for a couple of shows but he will be joining us soon uh and so we're going to keep on moving forward but tonight will be just with joy which is awesome praise you jesus and we we just want to thank you for the revelations because all of them every one of them are coming true they're all lining up they are horrific they are days that we definitely don't want to be on the earth for but at the same time maybe we will and we just praise you and we thank you father for every part of our lives please bring us through the refiner's fire we're not asking you not to do it we're not asking you not to bring us to where it is you want us to bring it bring us to that expected end that you've promised in jeremiah 29 verse 11 uh i or yeah i think it is or say 11 13 and 33 i get mixed up all the time but father i just we we just lift you up and give you all the glory and praise because if we can't come to a place of total surrender uh, a desire that is beyond our comprehension to walk in complete compliance and complete harmony with your will uh, and surrender all the things that we hold dear, even our own daily comfort in our dwelling places. Uh, we, we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that if it is at all possible that you will continue to allow us, particularly if we are serving you uh, and seeking you with all of our hearts, all of our mind, all of our soul, and falling in love with you, praying for that love to overflow, that it touches other people all around us, that it becomes us. And you, Lord Jesus, becoming not just our advocate, but also, you know, our friend, truly becoming our friend as we grow in intimacy with you um, in our prayer time and throughout the day, trusting you more. The more intimacy that we have, the more that we're going to trust, the more that we're going to believe and know that you're our friend, even though we, we do have a high bar to live up to. And we live in very, very difficult times for those who do not are, or are not aware of how difficult or how horrific the imminent events of the future are going to be, uh, they are they have a slight advantage over us in the sense that they are not de- carrying such a heavy burden. And Father, we just ask you in the name of Jesus that that burden will be lifted from each of us and we can take the things that are, that are burdening us and lay them at the foot of the cross and understand that we are in your hands, Lord Jesus. We are in your hands, Father God. We commit our soul, spirit, our flesh, our heart. We ask you to completely cleanse and totally purify all of them, create in us a clean heart, make us become father and dwell within you know your house and 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 be in that secret place of the most high as as we do the best we can to live the beatitudes not just to read about them we give you all the praise and worship and glory both now and forever amen thank you jesus
right, praise God. Once again, I'm going to throw out a fleece uh, for really good reasons. I have all the data, you know, well, not all the data, but I could pull up um, the headlines and we could do a whole show on the stuff that we don't see. Um, a lot, you know, for example, I was having a very brief conversation over text messenger with brother or email with brother Scott, who is indeed going through some refiner's fire stuff. He's been put through the refiner's fire a lot. A lot of us have been, and, and, it, and it keeps coming. It keeps coming. And that's normal. Um, the Lord God tests the righteous and he's doing it on purpose to bring us to a new place in our walk where we totally surrender all of our problems. We trust him to, to help us through these things. And, um, and that surrender brings us peace. It gives us promise. Uh, when we truly trust God, we, God doesn't want us trusting anything else. He doesn't want us trusting Trump. That, that's an affront to the kingdom. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't have anything against, I really don't have anything against anybody. I really don't. But um, because I just don't, it doesn't mean anything to me. Well, you know, once we trans, once we move beyond the earthly realm in our walk here on this earth, Understanding that we live in a hologram, getting all the things that are like super advanced that God will eventually over time, if you give it a chance, impart upon your heart because you'll realize that quantum physics, when you get these kind of concepts, you realize there really is a hologram. And then when you get to super advanced understandings, you know, and stuff like, you know, when God said in the book of Job, you know, can you got, you know, can you loose the belts of Orion? That was a direct reference to the portal that exists in the Orion, in the Orion Nebula that is on the other side of the cardened off area that we are in right now that is a type of a hologram. The entities of darkness, the fallen angelic beings, they are not able to, with their spaceships or whatever, transit. It's very much like the original Star Trek where they would try to go through a particular galactic border and, you know, they'd have this little model of the Starship Enterprise going, trying to go through it. Well, anyway, that stuff is very real. The the eternal realm is wrapped around our cardened off area, which some people would suggest is only the Milky Way galaxy, because quite frankly, the stars that you see in the sky, even under the best of zero light pollution conditions, are essentially the Milky Way galaxy. And you got to have like the really killer scopes like, you know, Hubble and Spitzer and all that to be able to see beyond that and realize, you know, like, you know, when they pointed the I think it was Spitzer, but I'm not sure they pointed one of them uh, directly at a black area that they they saw nothing in and then found out that there were trillions of galaxies even beyond that. Uh, now, of course, they had to do, use like time-lapse photography and let the, you know, ball, it's what they call bulb exposure from the old days where the uh, the uh, uh, lens is allowed to, um, over a very long extended period of time, allow the light to enter in and then you see things that you otherwise otherwise would appear black over, all, you know, and, and it's just if you have basic photography skills, you understand what a bulb exposure is. Imagine a bulb exposure that lasts for like several days from a mass Massive telescope like a Spitzer Space Telescope. And then you get, and then you kind of get you know, and you, and you might be like, well, Johnny, where do you get all this information? Well, part of my calling uh, from the Lord, which was very, very evident, and of course, I was called all kinds of things like false prophet and crazy person and nutbag and everything else. Even my own family thought I was a nutbag. I got, you know, it's just how it goes. But now they all they're all you know now they find it fascinating after people start to wake up and everything you know it's, it's the same thing with conspiracy theory you know, I don't think there's hardly anybody out there that believes there's any any you know the QAnon stuff I think is a bait it's a bait and switch trap where uh, because that they want the counterintelligence it's called counter 
Intel. And Counter Intel is where they plant, they put a program out there on the internet that sounds almost like it could definitely be 100% true to the people that are awake and aware to the quote conspiracy theorist world, which isn't conspiracy theory at all, except what they do is they inject things that are just way out there and they do it on purpose because they know that people are gullible enough to embrace even the insane. And then in that case, when they do that, then that makes it exceedingly easy for the reptilian beings and, you know, these shape-shifting creatures from the bowels of Sheol that are mentioned in the Book of Reuben, uh, you know, from the Dead Sea Scrolls very clearly. Also, the, the Dead Sea, you know, this, you know, this, the, the, oh, I can't think of it, the, the um, Scrolls of Thoth and uh, also uh, the Testament of Amaran and, you know, it, it, the writings, the ancient writings have these beings nailed. And, it, you know, we don't need Fitz, Christine Fitzgerald's testimony, but it does help matters uh, to understand, you know, that people have seen these things, dealt with these things in person. And, uh, you know, and then, of course, we have Praise Jesus Robert Vandurius Mitchell, who's gone through hell. Uh, and and, I, and I'll, I don't say that uh, abashedly. I mean, he really has. I don't even want to repeat the horrible things that they've done to him, but it's a blessing for our radio program, even though lately we've been talking mostly about politics. Uh, the fact of the matter is that the man was put into the Montauk chair uh, as a child. They did horrible things to him because there's always a tie-in to the satanic ritual abuse component of it. Um, it has to do with the spirit of God being inside of a human. And that's the thing that the reptilians can't get their hands on. So what they do is they abuse the abuse people in a horrific manner, which causes adrenaline to flow into the body of the child or the adult, whoever they're going to do bad things to. And when adrenaline flows into the blood, then it, of course that's that term they call adrenal chrome. Well, that adrenaline is part of the God spirit, which is where you find in Genesis 2-7 where our God, where it's the first really the true first actual appearance of our Heavenly Father in the first books of Genesis. God does not appear, uh, you know, in, you know, he's kind of referenced in a um, highly metaphorical way regarding generations of the earth and how those generations occur in the recreation, but it, it, the real intimate mention of our Heavenly Father begins with Genesis 2-7, where the Lord God, Yahweh Elohim, that's the first time that you'll actually see Yahweh Elohim, okay, in the Hebrew, and Genesis 2-7, where he breathes the Spirit of God into the nostrils of Adam. Now, that happens to every human that is part of the Edemic bloodline at conception, all right, and that makes for it's that's the difference between a soul, which in it, which is you know energy that God puts into even elephants. I mean, elephants cry when you you know if, if one of their babies get hurt. Um, you know, animals are very sentient. We any of us who are animal lovers know this. Uh, never was a question in our mind regarding that. Um, anyway, uh, but yes, uh, you know, the, when you understand that these beings, you know, if the Lord has, without going through my whole testimony, which if I redid my testimony, it would be now, it would go from like two and a half hours long to like probably four now because of all the things that I've gone through since 2017. Um, but anyway, that's all beside the point. I just wanted to point, you know, kind of call forth the, um, the attention that, you know, the, the fact of the matter that, um, uh, that God part 
particle that is inside of each of us, that God spirit that is inside, that the Lord God Yahweh Elohim breathed in to the nostrils of Adam is something that happens. Now, if you're not part, you know, you know that not every single person on the earth, as, as Sister Joy will explain, I'm not saying tonight, but I'm just saying she, she does in her books. You know, there, there are you know, people from the land of Canaan. There are descendants of the blue bloods and all that kind of thing. And, you know, that I, I would submit that it is reasonable, although the blood has intermingled across, you know, state lines, if you will. There's been a lot of interbreeding over the last several thousands of years. But the blood of Jesus cleans uh, those of us who have, you know, so I used to get emails from people about, oh, no, you know, I have RH negative blood and I must be part of the fallen angels. And I'm like, no, it comes from thousands of years of intermingling, which is why God told the early Hebrews, don't you go over there messing around with the Canaanites, you know, because they were otherworldly beings, um, which explains, see, the problem is the Bible, everything that's in the Bible is true, but not everything that's true is in the Bible. And it really doesn't matter to me whether or not somebody believes me or not, because eventually you'll come back to me if you continue to seek God and you continue to read you know, and we're here long enough, you'll discover that I'm right. <laughs> okay, so, but anyway, the uh, the people from the land of Canaan, I believe with all of my heart, and I'm certain of it, in fact, which, by the way, explains the Bible mysteries where people will look at, you know, hey, you know, when, when Esau went this way, or, you know, when Cain and Abel went through that, where did all these other people come from, you know? And, the, and the people will just, you know, come up with the wildest, most incredibly speculative, wild, you know, things that they think happen. But what they leave out is they leave out the fact that, you know, you, we, we think that, you know, we're like limited to just Genesis 6, 4, you know, that the sons of God came down in, on into the daughters of men. No, that was one fallen angelic incursion. The, the appropriate understanding is to understand that the earth has been around for billions, if not longer of years, uh, and, uh, and that uh, there were alien species, uh, otherworldly beings that, you know, the earth used to be an intergalactic way station, and to some of the alien beings, it it still is to this day. Uh, You can go on uh, uh, Prime Video, and you can watch uh, Walking with the Tall Whites with... um uh, 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 it's just look, look that up. I'm, you know, Robert Hall. That's it. Walking with the Tall Whites, and then also, uh, uh, you know, Above Majestic. That's another one that you really want to watch. And then, of course, the uh, uh, Phil Schneider story, which is like uh, unknown or underground. The director's cut. Those three are absolutely mandatory if you want to get a basic understanding of what we're dealing with here. But of course, what it doesn't talk about is when our Heavenly Father uses holy watchers. You have to refer to uh, Daniel two verse 43 I think it is uh, where and I might be wrong about that but but I did get my PC study Bible working so praise God for that I, I, I tried as a as an experiment uh, to see if the old Windows 10 trick would work with Windows 11 and sure enough it does as long as I'm sitting you know right anyway so I know the trick I know when I when I, the precise moment in time that I got to fire up the application so that it'll come up healthy and it will work well but basically let's see here so um, uh, watcher, hold on a second, watcher plus holy. All right, and I want to search the Old Testament. I want to verify. It might be Daniel 4. Yeah, it is. Uh, Daniel 4.13 and Daniel 4.23, both of those. I saw in the visions of my head while on my bed. And there was a watcher, a holy one, coming down from the heavens. And he cried and said thus. 
Okay, and so anyway, so this concept, this notion that uh, all watchers are bad, there are fallen watchers, there's strange flesh, that's referred to in Jude 2, and when you're strange flesh and you're twice dead, that basically tracks back to the book of giants and the concept that a, when, when one of the giants would die, uh, they, uh, you know, whatever energy that animated them, their souls or whatever, would go off into the demonic ether and they would become demons. So when you're twice, when you can, so you can walk around the earth and eat people and be a part of society or whatever you want to call it, but when a shape-shifting reptilian, which has the ability to manipulate mass in our hologram and change into the likes of a human, and unfortunately has to drink the adrenal chrome in order to maintain the necessary power to be able to manipulate that mass, which of course leads to all kinds of creepy things. Pedophilia, you know, um, the robbery of uh, children from uh, uh, clinics and... uh, when I say clinics, what, what I'm talking about is, let's say this. How about this? Establishments of where women would take their children for adoption. Many of those are controlled by the Illuminati. Many of those are sources of how little babies are captured and then awful things happen to them. Uh, and Because of the forces of darkness will do it. They do. I'm not going to get into the details. I won't talk to talk to you about the hall horrors on on floor four underneath the Dulcie base. I won't get into you know what they feed the reptilian beings down. And I'm I'm not going to get into all that creepy stuff. I don't have time for it. Anyway, um, and but I but I know it does. I mean, if I did a show on all the creepiest stuff I know about the alien beings and the different types and species of reptilian beings and all the evidence that we have that is overwhelming, uh, verifiable in fact, but uh, and track and trackable back to the Dead Sea Scrolls if if I did that would be a six hour show Uh, I could probably concatenate the top X number of things to talk about and smash it into a three-hour show. Um, but yeah, it would have to definitely be just a me show and no, I, I couldn't have a guest segment. It wouldn't give me enough time. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But anyway, yes, the Lord did make it very clear to me many years ago that I had a part of my mission, okay, was to take over where everybody left off. So where all the well-known authors out there, you know, I'm not going to name names because I don't want it to sound uh, puffed up and disparaging in any sense of the word, but I've bought books from Christian authors, many, in fact, and had to toss them after I read about the first two or three paragraphs of chapter one because I realized, wow, God has really blessed me in my understanding uh, because, you know, that was my calling. And he he let me know that that was a very big, 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 big part of my job. Now, all that being said, without going through the testimony of how that was confirmed through God, um, uh, it has been, and it has been a powerful blessing. Can you guide the sons of Arcturus? What does that mean? What is the son of God? Do we know what that means? I can tell you what it means. Lucifer is a son of God. Any created being that was created by the heavenly office of God for the purpose of working for God is by definition of son of God. But there are trillions of life forms out there that are not sons of God. There are obviously probably an untold number of watchers that God uses and allows them to transverse and to move in and out of the 
a protective zone, that portal that is located in the Orion Nebula, which, of course, is why Job talks about, can you loose the belt of Orion? No, you can't. Um, God can, and he's got full control over who goes in and out of the eternal realm, which evidently wraps around uh, the Milky Way galaxy and our strange, creepy little quantum physics-based particle whatever existence, which is, you know, really a type of a prison when it comes right down to it. But knowing that you're a citizen of heaven, knowing that we're going to depart this place, being able to close your eyes in the middle of really challenging and troubling, deeply, deeply, deeply troubling times, um, which can overwhelm you and cause you to cry an awful lot. I will admit it. I do, too. Uh, And uh, when I go through one of those moments, there are two. I hit a Y in the road in my walk, and that Y is fall deeper into depression associated with the negativity of the world that is wrapped around us and closing in quickly, or somehow focus my eyes on Jesus and not let it bother me. Ideally, I would love to be able to get up and go into another room, close off all the lights, and just sing to Jesus with my focus on him and talk to the Father in quiet, uh, because that separates me away from the overwhelming uh, funnel of information that is like, it's, I don't even like to think about it sometimes. It's so horrible. Uh, you know, th- there are people out there that are waking up right now, and they're, they're using the terms that we used to use 10 years ago. Like, you, there are certain things you can't unhear. There are certain things that you can't unsee, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, those were terms that Joy and me and Zen Garcia were using back in 2010, you know, or, or you know, even earlier. All right, so praise God. I don't even remember when I did my first radio show with Daniel Watt on uh, Daniel Watt AM, and then I did another one with Brother Zen, and then I went on True news and that's a long story but anyway praise god thank you jesus and of course my bp medicine is doing what it always does and making my mouth really dry so hold on a second i tried to uh make an adjustment of on my bp med medicine i wanted to see if i could drop one of them and i tried and uh Let's just say the results were unsatisfactory, so I, I decided to surrender. I discovered that, 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 that even though I have one of the less most guilty of – they're all guilty. All BP medicines are evil, and they'll cause you to gain weight. They make it almost virtually nearly impossible, but not impossible, to lose weight, uh, you know, and that's just one of their side effects. Uh, and that's just how it is. But unfortunately, my dad died from it, and I I have, like, very blast. My, my blood pressure is the worst in the world. I, I could go into I, if I turn myself in with my BP to Johns Hopkins University, probably I'd never get out of that place. Anyway, praise God. So um, I got a balance going on. I'm just going to have to deal with it and fight my way through it. And you know, and then when the Lord decides to take me home, maybe it'll be stopping my heart and asleep. That would be awesome. Although I'd need somebody to come and take care of my puppies. All right, praise God. Eventually, somebody would figure it out. They'd be like, "Wow, you know." But anyway, um. All right, praise God. So we have a lot of information that we have to get through tonight, and I, and Joy will be joining us between 9 and 10. Praise God. Zen uh, flagged us and let us know that he's he's doing some extra stuff because of some changes in his business and stuff for his publishing company. But he'll be coming back and joining us real soon. So we're going to keep the show titled the same way, and Joy will be leading it for the time being until Zen can rejoin. Uh, no problems there. Praise God. Now, real quick. Before we get into this, this is going to be a very detailed program. It's going to be you, you're going to be overwhelmed, and that's okay. If you don't like drinking from five fire hoses, well, then you're going to have to take some vitamins so that you can think as fast as I'm talking, or download the MP3s of the show. Get yourself a broad uh, podcast downloader or whatever. And I like 
downloading the MP3 version if I ever go back and listen. And that way I can fast-forward, rewind, fast-forward, rewind, fast-forward, rewind. So, you know, which I do on shows and especially on documentaries if I think I missed something really important. But anyway, all right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, on that note, kids, are you ready? All right, kids, you guys are very important to the listeners, particularly when we have as much uh, stuff to, you know, when it's uh, to people that are not citizens of heaven, this is horrific information that we're going to share. But, you know, God is incredibly merciful, and he might call another audible. We don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I'm going to present both sides of that possibility tonight so that we are prepared. Remember that the seals in the scrolls probably are all snapped by now by our king. Uh, the scrolls definitely appear to be rolling out in parallel, which was the hypothesis that I had put together several years ago, and I am not at all surprised to see that happening today. I also believe that the white horse, that Jesus on the white, that it's Jesus on the white horse and the first seal. Um, and one of the reasons for that is because the actual reference of the white horse appears in two places of the Bible. Um, and that is in Revelation 6-2, which is the first seal. Uh, and it even says in the New King James, it says Christ on the white horse. So I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool, because um, that also maps over to Revelation 19-11, where it says, behold, a white horse. And, you know, basically, which uh, it harmonizes with the scripture in Jude, where it says that uh, Enoch, the, you know, no, the 10th or whatever from... Uh, Uh, Hold on a second. I can get it for you real quick. Hold on. Um, It comes with 10,000s of his saints to open up a can of, you know, whoop on the earth, which aligns to Revelation 19, which was where Jesus is coming back on the white horse. So anyway, there that that settled, and I I'm I'm good with that because that's the best explanation of all. Um, however, I will say that Revelation 6, if you do decide that you want to read it, I will give you a hint, and this comes from uh, an awful long time doing these things and seeking out the mysteries of the Bible and paying no attention whatsoever to what everybody else teaches because. That means I have to also inject their errors into my understanding, and I want I want to hear from God, even if it takes me five years. So anyway, and, and in many cases it has, because I needed the prerequisite understanding to be able to grasp the actual understanding of, of some of the mysteries in the Bible, praise God, and it takes time. All right, but anyway, so the second seal is in play right now, and it, it will be just what uh, Jack Van Empey said in 1972 on my 33.5 uh, vinyl LP that I played on my Pioneer SX 370 back when I was 10 years old, um, and I got a, I got that album right here. It's called The Coming War with Russia, so that was highly prophetic, praise God, um, and that's the second seal, no doubt about it. I have absolutely no doubt about it, and it's going to happen. We already know it's going to happen. Russia is the one that, that launches the submarine-launched nuclear missiles that A.A. A. Allen saw, that uh, Dmitry Dudeman saw, that um, uh, uh, Henry Groover saw. I mean, the confirmations that we have are so – they're unimpeachable. So jury dismissed, okay? I'm not going to dwell on it. All right, never mind all the people that go, when the missiles come down, we're going up. When the missiles come down, the only thing is they don't really realize when the missiles are coming down. And let me tell you something, folks. You do not want to be here at that time. That means that you have missed the barley harvest, the first fruits harvest. That happens anytime after the end of the third seal, because it says at the end of the third seal in Revelation 6, verse 5, it says... 
And by the way, it's actually the verse 6, 6, where it actually says this. And it says, I heard a voice in the middle of the living creature saying, a quart of wheat for a day's wages, denarius, and three quarts of barley for a day's wages, denarius, and do not harm the oil, the wine, which God showed me clearly that that is a reference to the bride of Jesus Christ. So that would be all-inclusive. That would be the barley, the wheat, and the grape harvest, which happens in Revelation 14. Now, Hallelujah. And by the way, these things are confirmed in other metaphorical reference uh, uh, passages, like, say, in, in Revelation chapter 11, where you see two different versions of the woman. One version of the woman goes to the marriage supper where she is fed for times, time, half time. The other one, she goes after the dragon throws, you know, is cast out of heaven and the angels are thrown, you know, the fallen angels are thrown down to the earth. She goes later. But they're both taken away to a place, you know, away from the earth or away from the presence of the dragon or, or whatever, or a place of safety, however, you know, but they're two different groups. And that's your wheat harvest and your barley harvest there. I wondered about that for years, but the, that's how the Lord works with me. And, and eventually when he shows it to me that it's, be, it's you know, it's jury dismissed. My, not, my mind cannot be swayed. I will not listen to other preachers' teachings by any of their DVDs. I went through uh, thousands and thousands of dollars of that for many, many years, and then God told me, stop. And so I stopped. And that's where he. I also had my time in tears outside in the backyard and said, this is too, the gravity of doing this kind of work on the radio show is too scary. I don't want to end up in hell. It says in the book of James, I would want for, not for many of you to become teachers because don't you know that we receive a stricter judgment? But I'm dealing with, you know, Bible mysteries, and that puts me in an extremely precarious situation. And I lifted my hands to the Lord, and tears were just gushing, rolling down my eyes, and I out in, my, out in the backyard of this exact house. And I told him, I can't do this. I just can't do this. This is too big. It's the, you know, the, the responsibility is too big. I just, it, it's, and the Lord, I could, man, it was one of those few times where it was like I had no doubt in my mind that the Lord was talking directly to me, and I, and I heard in my spirit, it was imparted into my spirit, clear as a bell, uh, then you're going to have to flush and get rid of everything that you've ever learned. And I was like, okay, and I felt a little better then. Because I knew that all the stuff that I'd been taught prior to that had to have errors in it. I'd seen the errors. I just knew it. And that's what really set me off. Well, anyway, praise God. So let's go ahead and get, get, uh, get the kids back going on. Okay, kids, you ready? All right. Thank you, Jesus. All right, kids, what's the difference between the regular alphabet and the Christmas alphabet? The Christmas alphabet has no L. <laughs> Christmas alphabet has no L. Come on, kids, work with me here, man. All right, look at Spanky over there eating an ice cream cone. You better share that with the other kids. Oh, that's right. You know, we don't want you guys. Oh, where did you get that? Man, what a little rebel rouser. Praise God. Uh, Jesus kids are Jesus kids. They're still kids. What kind of bug doesn't like Christmas? What kind of a bug no, it's not a ladybug. What kind of a bug doesn't like Christmas? A humbug. <laughs> right? A humbug? Come on. That's not too bad. All right. Praise God. And kids, how did the frog open his Christmas presents? Rip it! <laughs> You're looking forward to that, ain't you? All right. Ain't, ain't a word and you ain't supposed to use it. Remember that? And then they put it in the dictionary. You're sitting there like, okay, 
Eaton Crow and whatever. I still write sentences the old-fashioned way. I don't like ending sentence, even though it's legal now to you know use words like ain't and put prepositions prepositions at the end of sentences. I still write the old-fashioned way. I, I probably sound like when I write, I probably sound like Fraser Crane. But anyway, why is it so cold on Christmas, kids? Because it's December. <laughs> right? December. Where are you guys located, huh? All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. On, on that note, let's go ahead and move into the news. Which oh, oh, no, wait, 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 wait. Before I go there, let me talk about a few things, and then we'll head into the news, which has a lot of confirmations to what I'm going to be talking about. All right. And things might be a little tiny bit jumbled. I tried to make the, make some con- congruity, if you will, uh, but there's so much information, and it's so intertwined, and it's very, very hard to do that. So I, I, I gave it my best shot with the time I had. But anyway, we'll just go ahead and run with it, and uh, and maybe the Spirit will impart to you what you what He needs you to hear. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. So first, let's talk about the preliminary stuff before we go into that. All right, praise God. So the first thing I wanted to share with you is just a little tidbit. Okay, so it takes a human to count 34 years to count to 1 billion. So a human being, if they were to say 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, in 34 years, you will be able to count to 1 billion. So that gives you a little bit of scope associated with just the term 1 billion. Now, I guess 1,000 billions is a trillion. But then you get into quadrillions. So now we finally entered into a place right about the time when the third seal is about to become a reality. The petrodollar is about to collapse. Could happen any second. We know that this, the, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia had this like meeting. They have the video on the Internet right now of uh, Xi Jinping uh, saying goodbye to the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. And let me tell you, when Biden was there, it was almost like somebody had pooped on his shoe. All right. When Xi Jinping was there, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia was like holding – he had both of his hands around the hand of uh, Xi Jinping, and he was like shaking it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So it may have been a request to become part of BRICS, which of course would be a death knell, which we know is coming, and intentional, by the way. Satanic entities such as the Nazi Klaus Schwab that is bringing in and ushering in the Fourth Reich, which will murder gazillions of people just like Nazi Germany did, but on a global level, which is already a work in progress. Um, uh, you know, but but it looks like Saudi Arabia is jumping over into the BRICS world. Uh, that's probably what they were talking about, which of course would cut off the petrodollar and doom the United States, which, by the way, is their goal. They're going to pretend like it wasn't their goal, and, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this happened, and all that kind of baloney and lie, 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 lie. All I can say is that my Bible says any liars will be cast into the lake of fire. So that's something you never want to do. Ever. Ever. And, by the way, there's no such thing as white lie. You might be in a situation where you feel that if you don't use a white lie – Horrible thing. I, I, I can give you testimonies, but I actually know a Christian that had a little bit too much to drink on New Year's Eve, but he was pretty darn good Christian. And he was going across one of the bridges here, and we, we're known as the Bay of Three, you know, the Bay of Three Bridges, especially by the airline pilots uh, here in the Tampa Bay area. We have three bridges, and it's very obvious from the air. He's going across one of those bridges on New Year's Eve, and you know, he had 
some amount of alcohol, which by the way, I can tell you as a fact that if you even have like a beer or two, you're already blowing over. It's absolutely so ridiculously low. It's, it's, it is truly ridiculously low. Um, but anyway, it is what it is. So um, following his Christian principles, he was pulled over by, you know, I don't know, probably a Hillsborough County Sheriff. Uh, and of course, naturally, they you know when you roll down your first off, you, you know should your windows should be down all the time anyway, because what happens is you don't realize that your whole car is filling up with you know when you exhale whatever alcohol you've had, even if it's a teensy weensy little bit with a giant meal, it comes out as air in your car, and then what happens is you don't smell it, but when your window goes down. The trooper does. So then they already know that you've been drinking. So anyway, this particular Christian who probably was completely normal and and well within the limits of common sense uh, and all guidance that's available out there, um, he was asked that question, and he knew his life was essentially over because there are certain jobs where you can't keep your job, you know, if that happens and all that kind of thing. And he, following the principles of the Holy Bible, told the sheriff – Yes, Sheriff, I did have some drinks. And you know what? The Sheriff was so impressed with his honesty, he let him off with a warning. See, these are the kinds of things that God uh, gives us as uh, being godly. These These are incredible miracles that happen in our lives. When God knows that you are following his His asks, Okay, and you're doing it because you love him, because you want to be compliant with the Bible, because you read the Bible and you understand what it is worth to be compliant with, the behaviors, et cetera, et cetera. We are rewarded by that. And God, you know, uh, when a man, as, as Scripture says, and I think it's Proverbs sixteen three, sixteen seven, something like that, uh, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with them. So at the moment that that window went down. That sheriff was essentially a preliminary enemy of the individual, particularly when he smelled whatever he smelled. All right, at that moment, as it says in Proverbs 16, I think it, like I said, 16:7 or 16:3, something like that, it says when a man, you know, when a when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. So praise God. So you, we all need to live it, and that takes a lot of courage. It really does. And, um, you know, especially for me, because my situation is incredibly uh, precarious. Um, Sammy Mwangi, for example, wanted me to come on a video that he was doing to honor those who helped him found uh, Pipes International by, you know, like Tribulation Now has. But I had to turn it down because I can't, my face can't be splattered all over the internet, you know, on YouTube and things because of the nature of my job. So I really do, we are going through, it's not just me, it's also a bunch of gazillions of other, you know, American companies and other worldly companies all over the world are going through massive layoffs. The recession is very powerful. The the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, one of the most evil banks in the world, has made said it's going to be a hurricane, which is basically a one-way of suggesting it's going to become a Great Depression, not just a recession, but of course, naturally, a person in his position wouldn't use the word depression, he would use recession. The fact that he said it at all is actually kind of helpful for us. So we know we're coming to that point at the end of the third seal that kind of opens the door for our departure. However, on the flip side of that, we also are aware that God can call an audible, and there are an awful lot of people waking up, and I can tell you that um, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Twitter, 
what I've been following. I'm going to show you some of the stuff that I've been following on Twitter. I am using Twitter right now with Elon Musk's changes and everything. I'm using it like an intrusion detection system, okay? I'm using it. It has to be fine-tuned, okay? So if there's too much noise coming from one particular individual that is not helpful, I will dump them. I fine-tune my feed so that I have a really well-rounded group of the lawmakers and, uh, you know, Laura Ingrams of the world, uh, you know, Tucker Carlson's of the world. But, you know, intermingled amidst that news feed, I get little tidbits from other sources that are being looked at. But the point of the matter is I know how to tune information streams. I'm very good at it. I've been doing it for over 20-plus years electronically. Um, and so for me to, to, to tune my Twitter feed is trivial. Um, it, I just do it naturally. Well, my goal of tuning the Twitter feed that I monitor is I want to understand exactly what it is that the people that, have, that feel they've been set free by Elon Musk uh, you know, to be right wing, you know, to be Republican, to be able to talk about Republican ideals and the fact that there's fraud in the, uh, uh, you know, in, in the voting systems and all that kind of stuff. They're very outspoken right now. And they're very happy about, you know, Elon Musk's takeover. Of course, Elon Musk is aware that they could probably cap him on the head. And, you know, he's he's got security. He's come out and even told people that, you know, I'm not suicidal. So, you know, they, they understand what they're up against to some degree. But the vast majority of them, I, I, this is critical for me to share with you. So the vast consensus of this wide range of lawmakers from all over the United States, of Babylon the Great, uh, and personalities like, you know, Tucker Carlson, Hannity, you know, uh, who I don't much care for because he's definitely very much establishment and blind to so many things. Um, but anyway, I, you know, but it's a wide you know, Laura Boebert or whatever her name is from Colorado. She's, I, I, I monitor a lot. And I also monitor the point counterpoint stuff too, because I want to see what the opposition is saying. Um, and then once I look at that and I take a sampling of that information, then I compare it to what's on like Yahoo News, which is so far left, it's actually in another planet. Okay. And then, um, you know, which is good because then I can see what the opposition is doing to counteract because, you know, you know, the reptilians are monitoring every word that's being said on Twitter. So they and then, of course, they've got Kevin McCarthy that, you know, that is trying to push to become the leader of the House, the House Speaker. And if that happens, we will have a lame duck house and uh, it will be a disaster. And so all this all these claims about holding Fauci accountable, holding the FDA accountable, holding the CDC accountable, holding this accountable, that accountable, holding the Biden administration accountable, blah, 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 blah. And let me tell you something. That's what you hear. You hear dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens. We're going to hold them accountable. We're going to hold them accountable. We're going to hold them accountable. Well, who do you think is listening to that? Watchers, fallen watchers, shape-shifting reptilians that look like humans, that McCarthy might be one of. They're, the problem is the, the infiltration is very deep, very deep. So anyway, I don't know. You know, how can we – we don't have the ability to – that happened to me, but I'm not going to get into it. But anyway, the point is 
Um, the situation is very precarious at best. What's worse is that because of the sheer volume of people that are wide awake, because one of the things that happens in when your Twitter feed is very finely tuned, not when you see a highly controversial person coming forward and saying, this is what, you know, that, that the uh, vaccine was essentially a bioweapon launched against mankind. It's murdering people by the thousands. People are dropping dead. That stuff never would have made it on Twitter. But not only that, I can see which lawmakers are following that information. Are you with me here? So anyway, um, anyway, and then of course I jumped, I, I watched the point counter, the, the countermeasures. So the reptilians want, they're going to use countermeasures to deceive the, the vast majority of the public um, that are just punch drunk on stupidity. And don't even get me going on Gen Z and millennials and, and you know, and, and, and you know, the later, the latter part of X, because we're dealing with that. You can't fix that. That's not fixable. Okay. And there's a lot of them. All right. You're not going to be able to fix it. Okay. So anyway, um, unless they were homeschooled and then, you know, praise Jesus for that. All right, so we are waiting for a global financial collapse, the, the end of the third seal, Revelation 6-5, where it says, do not harm the oil or the wine. We know that the crown prince of Saudi Arabia just shook fervently the hands of Xi Jinping, who would be one of the two key leaders, including Putin and himself, that are the head of BRICS, which is the breakaway countries that are going to turn their back on the petrodollar, which, by the way, the Antichrist, who is Obama, um, is, in my opinion, now, you know, We'll see, but I'm certain as certain can be because of the dream that my mother was given in 1972. But that's enough, enough said there. I've got thousands of pieces of information that, you know, if I did a show just dedicated to that, it would be undeniable. So anyway, um, all that being said, um, uh, I do want to um, point out the fact that when you look at the consensus, you know, you, you try to come to some sort of a conclusion. I mean, you know, you've got all of these lawmakers and people that are awakening. I mean, let me tell you something. The cat's out of the bag. The Twitter files are real. They're talking about it all over the place. Now, in the mainstream media, and on the five, okay, the shape-shifting reptilian that refers to itself as Rupert Murdoch, which I've seen him in a shape-shifted state in the back of his uh, limo many years ago, leaving a Bilderberg conference on a photo. It's pretty creepy. Zen Garcia actually sent it to me. I was like, oh, my gosh. But anyway, um, so he is a reptilian, but what, you know, nothing will, greed, greed runs the world. So what, what they'll do is they want opposition. They need opposition. They need the civil war. They need us to murder each other. They're never going to take our guns away like they, they will trick you into thinking that they're going to do because they want us to have the guns so that we can kill each other. It makes their job much easier because death of the human race is their goal. Satan wants to bring as many souls and burn in hellfire as he possibly can, including the Christians who are, well, unfortunately misled and don't understand the scripture very well. And they're going, you know, they feel like they have some sort of God-given right to go out there and kill people. And they can, they're just going to shoot their way in heaven. And Jesus is going to welcome them with open arms. And I'm here to tell you that ain't going to happen. All right. So anyway, um, you know, now if, you know, what I do is I pray in the name of Jesus, Father God, you know, anybody that I know that has that kind of, you know, has weapons and things. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that the moment that they reach out to touch them, that they will turn red hot, burn their hands, and you will send a message in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that they are not to touch that and use the power that they were given through the name of Jesus to control the demons that are controlling the people, because that's the best way to handle it anyway. You can do entire mobs that way. All right, praise God. And besides, you pick up a weapon, you're just going to get shot anyhow. And if you're, I don't know, you know, you can't shoot, you can't shoot your way in heaven. I mean, this doesn't take a 
rocket science degree to understand these concepts. We're supposed to pick up our cross and follow after Jesus. That is how we're supposed to be. All right. Now, all that uh, put aside, um, uh, there is much discussion about the power grid going down right now. I mean, they had a 60-minute special not too long ago about the power grid and the fragility of the power power grid. We have Klaus Schwab making his little comment about that. The, the you know the, the and by the way, when Schwab makes a comment, you know, like off the cuff kind of thing, it sounds like it's off the cuff. But that no, that's a code. That's in code. He's actually making the commandment to the army of Nazis that follow him. Okay, you can call them elites, but they're not these. All right, so anyway, um, and so the the command has been sent. So then right after that, you see all this stuff bubbling up in the media about uh, power outages, power grids, power out, the power grid, that you know, mini, miniature power station went down in, uh, not miniature, but sizable power station went down. I think it was in North Carolina or part of it. Oh, no, it's a terrorist thing. Oh, no, we're vulnerable, blah, blah, blah. Well, there's a lot of chatter about that, which doesn't surprise me at all. Um, so we got to keep our eyes on that. What in the world does it mean when Obama said that we're going to win the war on Christmas? Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play you that little clip right now. Hold on just a second. got to toy around with the browser. To... Oh, come on. Don't monkey with me, you doggone browser, you. All right, so I'll play you the clip to refresh your memory. If I do win a second term as president, let me just say something to all the... Let me just say something to all my conspiracy-oriented friends uh, on the right who think I'm planning to unleash some secret agenda. You're absolutely right. <laughs> so allow me to close with a quick preview of the secret agenda you can expect in a second Obama administration. In my first term, I sang Al Green. In my second term, I'm going with young Jeezy. Michelle said, yeah. <laughs> I think that's That would be Mike. <laughs> in my first term, we ended the war in Iraq. In my second term, I will win the war on Christmas. All right, so and that's an Illuminati code. So, so the timing is irrelevant. It's it's all it, you know. So that that event has not occurred. Okay, now what war is that? See, we think of it as a boom, boom, bang, bang, tanks going through the fields kind of a war. What we don't necessarily know is whether or not it was a political war or something else that was going on. Maybe it was a war over the power of Congress. Could it be? What would happen when, you know, when these shape-shifting entities from the bowels of Sheol are running the global government as they are in, in virtually all the countries, even the ones that are joining BRICS and seem like they're the, – the influences even from the fallen angels today are – it's just unbelievable. But anyway, um, the point I'm trying to make is that war doesn't have to be a boom-boom tanks running through the field kind of a war. It can be any kind of a war. It can be a political war. So put that – tuck that away in your – handkerchief pocket and remember this okay many years ago we had rachel baxter who gets these or at least for for quite some time was receiving some really powerful dreams from the lord and one of them was entitled uh, something along the line of 
There will be an event that will start World War III, and nothing can stop it. Well, we brought her on the program at the time to share with us what the Lord had shown her. And it was the ground-based nuclear destruction of the city of Chicago. Now, I've done entire radio shows on this. I have a radio program where an emergency operations center manager in the state of Indiana was told that he had to harden his fire stations in case of big winds, that they needed to be able to inoculate over 400,000 people if they were to come walking in from the city of Chicago. I mean, they totally gave it away, but the guy couldn't figure it out because he couldn't imagine that he was talking about a nuclear event. But it was inoculate them with, you know, potassium iodide and stuff like that. But anyway, so um, that very well may be. And then, of course, naturally, they would say the Russians did it. The Russians did it. You know, and, uh, you know, what do you, you know, we're already getting close to the point where Russia, Putin is so doggone angry uh, that, uh, yeah, he does come out and say, look, if you want to play ball that way, well, I'm just going to let you know this is what you're up against. And then, of course, you know, everybody, oh, the nukes are going to fall. The nukes are going to fall, which, you know, whatever. Eventually they will. But it will be false flag attacks until the final destruction of Babylon the Great, which is Revelation 18, which actually happens in the day of the Lord, which happens to be in Revelation 6, 12 through 17, okay, where you see the scroll, uh, the sky rolling up as a scroll. And why do you see that? Because it's nuclear bombs going off. Okay, that's it. But we know that because Revelation 18, verse 23 says, and the bride and the bridegroom will be heard in her no more. Okay, so that places Revelation 18 as a kind of a flashback. Uh, and you know that because in Revelation 14, the angel flies overhead and says, Babylon the Great has fallen, has fallen. Well, guess what? That's past tense. So you've got to take 18, shove it into the middle of Revelation 6 through 17, and then you got it all figured out. Praise God. All right, because the bride cannot be on the earth past Revelation 6, 17, because you got to be able to spiritually discern the scripture. So when, in the first uh, letter to the Thessalonians, when Paul said in First uh, Thessalonians five nine, he said, "We are not appointed to wrath." Well, what's that mean? Let's line it up. Okay, well, in Revelation 6.17, which is the end end of the day of the Lord and the entry point into the Great Tribulation, Revelation 6.17 says, and the day of his wrath has come, and who is able to stand? So you connect the two together, and you go, bingo, ding, 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 ding. Oh, I got a new bell here. Well, I actually have the one here on the sound console, so I'll, I'll use that one. But I got this other one, too, here. Oh, there we go. I can actually, it's got a little smiley face on it. All right, so hallelujah. So for those of us who are blessed by being able to spiritually discern a scripture over some time, connect all the dots, it all starts to fall together. And these are the kinds of things that the Lord has kind of commissioned me to do, uh, you know, over these last approaching 12 years now, which I, if anybody had said I'd still be here into the <laughs> – I would have like, you – because I didn't want nothing to do with being here much more than a couple of months at the very most. And look at here we are, <clears throat> 10 years plus. All right. So we know Rachel Baxter essentially saw, you know, this event that would kick off World War III, and it was the nuclear destruction of Chicago. And we had, we did a show on that with her. Um, and uh, anyway, so I just wanted to point that out. So that's queued up. When when will they do it? Don't know. Will it be enough to really start World War III? Oh, you can bet your sweet pippy. 
<laughs> It'll be no holds barred at that point. All right. Now, um, is a power grid event going to happen? Why am I bringing all these things up? Is it possible? I'm just asking you. Is it possible? Is it possible that the Trump casket event, the multiple people of God that have seen through visions and dreams, Donald Trump in a casket, which, by the way, I've gone through the, the, the symbolism that God allowed to occur when he did that, you know, post when the pandemic was released, he did that thing in front of the Lincoln Memorial with Brett Baer on the opposite side, and I forget who on the other, but anyway, it's irrelevant. The, the symbolism is there. It's 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 it, it, it there it is it's Lincoln he what happened to him he was shot you got Bill Gates feeding evil probably as close to saying they probably like have sex together if you ask no I probably shouldn't say that but because of the kids kids does that bother you yeah I should have warned you I should have told you to put your ears over your or your hands over yours I know you hate doing that though I know I know. Anyway, oh gosh, we're so surrounded with some oh seething evil, and that and the term seething evil really doesn't do it justice. It's so much more evil than you can ever imagine, and I don't even like getting into the details now. But anyway, we got all this stuff queued up. Of course, with everything else that we talk about continuously on this program, I'm all, I only talk about the big stuff for the most part, the really big landmark events that God has revealed to us over the last approaching 12 years. Praise God. All right. Now, all that being said, please, please pray for my job because companies are laying off like crazy right now. And my company is currently going through a reorg. And, you know, we got it. I just don't want to have to go through that. I don't want it's You know, I don't want to have to deal with all that because it'll interrupt the radio show at one of the most critical times that this should, shouldn't be. We don't want any interruptions, believe me, because stuff is escalating so fast that, um, it just wouldn't be the ideal dynamic. Uh, so anyway, um, please do pray. Just, you know, when you're praying for your mom and your dad and your kids and Uncle Frank and all that other stuff, please just toss in a word for me, please, in Jesus' name. Father, please, in Jesus' name, protect Johnny's job. Because it, it's all, because, uh, you know, it's getting wherever, however ugly it was in the past when I've thrown out this lease, you got to multiply it times about. It's that much worse. And everybody, it, I'm not going to get into the details, but it's bad. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So, um, so again, uh, do we know for sure? We don't know. Uh, we do know that the American, the United States falling into civil war is right on the edge of where we are right now. Okay. So we're going <laughs> to, we're going to watch for that. That ought to be, and probably is, the next really big event. And by the way, don't get me into the various Congresses in Texas and also the one in Montana or whatever, where they've already put together resolutions to, like, grab, a, snatch a couple of victim counties out of the hands of Oregon because they want to succeed from Oregon. And same thing with Texas and all this other stuff. This is all, these are all precursors to a civil war anyway. Now, consider what's going on on Twitter. If the reptilians see all these things happening with all the progress that they've made thus far, destroying the West and bringing in and ushering in their global reset under their great Nazi commander, Klaus Schwab, and all the other entities of the darkness uh, that are involved in the global satanic crime syndicate, the Committee of 300, the Rhodes Roundtable, you name it. It's a big group, and they're all like trillionaires. All right, so at the end of the day, 
this is some sick, twisted, dark stuff. Now, could God intervene and cause a delay? Yes, he could. However, is it likely? I don't know. I'm having, a, you know, but I do see people coming around. I see a lot of people like Laura, Laura Bobert. I love her. Now, she's got some aberrant ideas about things, a couple of things. I've seen her say stuff, and that's okay, you know. I just pray in Jesus' name those they turn bright red, burn their hands, and they are spared what would likely happen to them. Now, all that being said, um, you know, and again, don't forget, if, they, if, if the entities of the darkness can get McCarthy, who's obviously a controlled entity, into the House Speaker position, which they're trying very hard to do, um, then it will be a lame duck uh, house, and there will be no legitimate proceedings that they're all chattering about daily uh, like I've never seen before in my life. Okay, and as they chatter about what it is they're going to do when they take over the house, the reptilians are watching very closely and they are getting together and figuring out exactly how they're going to deal with it. Now, this strongly seems to indicate that maybe the Obama allusion to war on Christmas or whatever channels of darkness, maybe Satan himself. Um, anyway, who knows? But um, that illusion, those code words mean something to them. All right. And don't don't. I, there's a whole study you could do on lesser magic and how it all works and how the Druids actually created trick or treat and they would come up to the door and that all came from the Druids. And they are some, some of the most baby killing horrific. Oh, don't even want to go there. Uh, yeah. So real bad stuff. All right. Now, all that being said, what does this mean? Well, as best I can tell, looking at what's happening, this is this this is a setup event for the ushering in of of civil war, which we already know is going to happen because it was seen by Demetrius Dudeman, it was seen by David Wilkerson, it was seen by I don't know if it was Hank Kuhneman that my my daughter or my sister sent me, but I don't look at any of that stuff that my sister sends me except once in a blue moon the the Holy Spirit will pull me and I'll look and right there one of them had been given now the reaction to the vision I totally disagree with because there there are seven mountains minded people. However, the vision itself was spot on, and it showed gunpowder, meaning lots of guns, and gunpowder made a big X over the entire United States of Babylon the Great. Well, what's interesting is the gunpowder was ignited from the center of the X and then burned outwards, which, by the way, aligns with the decades, 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 all the way back into the 70s and the 80s, the, the book that was written by Dimitri Dudeman called um, Through the Fire Without Burning. And there he imparts an incredible vision that the Lord gave him, and it included a civil war breaking out in the United States of Babylon the Great. And he was very clear that it breaks out in the center of the country. And how amazing that just a couple of months ago, God gave a vision to somebody who has a large audience. He, the Father will use people even when they have, you know, inaccurate understandings and stuff like that, and they're not perfect. God uses imperfect people, right? Especially if they have large audiences, because he wants to get the word out to people. So, of course, it breaks my heart when they do their own analysis and give their own recommendations uh, associated with that vision, because unfortunately that causes a lot of their followers to pray inappropriately and be ill-prepared for what is actually coming. Praise God. And it is coming. It's, you know, whatever. All right, so all that being said, you know, eventually 
eventually, I think really when we look at all of these things, other than the Cascadia subduction zone event that we know will take out the Pacific Northwest and cause millions of loss of life and hundreds of billions of dollars worth of damage and property and stuff. It's going to be a horrible, horrible event. It'll capture the eyes of the whole world. Papacata pedal could pop off. There's all kinds of rumbling going on right now, earthquake rumblings happening in Mexico City right now. So Papacata pedal could could go off, you know, and that, that could trigger a whole bunch of other stuff. But at this time, I'm keeping my eyes on what's going on with Twitter because it's a. it seems to me like it's a prelude prerequisite series of events that needed to occur. Once everybody is woken up, everybody that's willing to be woke up, and it's not part of the, you know, they're, they're not, you know, that kind of thing. Um, then you, now you have this humongous multi-million dollar, maybe even majority across the country who already knew that something evil was awry, but now they have the evidence that they needed that that evil is worse than they thought it was. Once that occurs, and then they also see the White House press conference and people that are injected by the shapeshifter Rupert Murdoch uh, into the five with really loud mouths. They always pick out a relatively good-looking woman who can outshout everybody else. They're, they're paid well for that, by the way. That person that they put on the five to counteract and tell everybody why, you know, the release of the Twitter files was absolutely not acceptable, yada, yada, blah, blah. That happened a, like a day or so, a couple, so ago. That person was hired and probably made about $5 million for that one appearance. That's the way they work. Now, anyway, um, all, because they needed somebody who could outshout the judge, they could outshout everybody else, and, you know, of course, that... Anyway, I don't even want to get into it. I hate it. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So um, I, I wanted to share all this with you as a prerequisite to moving forward for the show, because this kind of sets the baseline for, uh, you know, everything else. Right. All right. Um, does that mean that I believe that they're going to? I, I think it's I think the entities of the darkness, I know they've got evil plans and I know that, they. you know, but they are smart. And if they can manipulate, control, and maintain the destruction of the West, completely decapitate the Republican um, slight majority in the House, which gives them the gavel by putting McCarthy in place, then you know what? They don't have to go to extreme measures, and they can continue to, to slowly trash and destroy the entire country. The more they can destroy Europe, the more they can destroy, destroy the United States of America, the more they can maintain control, and it doesn't throw off, you know, the plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, plan, you know, like that. And so, um, you know, what's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. But one thing is for sure, I do, I do not see Republicans taking a gavel going after – you should see what they're saying on Twitter right now. They're impeaching everybody. They want to hang Gates. They want to hang Fauci. They want the whole – they're calling them mass murderers on a level that – I mean – and they're right out in front of everybody about it now. They've – you know, all the people that were banned before with very tiny, small, few exceptions, probably to protect Elon because there's a few people out there that are so dangerous with their information that it would even – you know, if these entities of the darkness that are running things as of now and will be even in the Senate, if these entities of the darkness got a hold of, you know, like there's 
certain things that certain people are still talking about that they could twist and use against them and imprison them. So Elon is aware of which ones those are. And unfortunately, the people, you know, he's continuing to ban some of them. But it's really, it's kind of for their own good, and it's for his own good as well, but they don't see it that way. There's like, rah, 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 you know, that kind of thing, because a lot of people just don't have the, they don't have the visibility. They're very focused, myopic on themselves, and I understand that, but um, when you see the big picture, and I really think Musk does see the big picture, I'm not saying he's all good, I, I you know, but here's the thing. You know, like, for example, the whole Neuralink thing, you know, if you talk to Joy about the Neuralink thing, she's going to point out all the negative and evil things that the Neuralink stuff is going to be used for, putting chips in human brains and turning people in Nazis and controlling them and super soldiers and all that kind of stuff. Well, she's right. But that doesn't mean that the inventor of it had that in mind. If you go back and you study the uh, papers that have been written and stuff that's out there on Neuralink and what motivated Musk, and yeah, he killed a bunch of monkeys, which upset a whole bunch of people, but they're not going to get him on that. The point is that his purpose, and it was very clearly stated why he invested the money he did into that, was his purpose was actually good. He he even named the diseases, okay, that people have that are brain-related diseases like Parkinson's and, uh, you know, blindness, for example. You've seen the various, uh, you know, Star Trek uh, Voyager episodes where they had, you know, almost like, you know, visors and things that cured blindness. And, you know, and they, of course, connected to their brain to some degree to trigger the, you know, uh, optical stimulation centers of the brain. But the point I'm making is that was that was his driving force. I can tell you that as a fact because I've looked it up. But it doesn't mean that Joy is incorrect. She is absolutely correct because the devil has no original ideas, and he's going to take whatever anybody else uses, uh, particularly if they, they're not covered by the blood of Jesus. And I've never said, heard Elon say anything about Jesus. So I'm not even certain that he's even a believer, and it's kind of irrelevant really in the grand scheme of things. But yes, the devil will grab whatever technology he can and use it for the forces of darkness because he always has and he always will. Now, all that being said doesn't mean that we – you know, I'm just – saying that if you look into it, it, you know, again, there's multiple rights, multiple wrongs, and you have to be able to understand the answer is not A, B, C, or D. The answer is, or maybe D, because D may be all of the above. All right. Is Trump good? Is Trump bad? Well, it ain't that simple. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So anyway, I wanted to cover all that, and now we're going to go into the news. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, wrong. It's not normal. This is disturbing. Game over. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Now, I'm going to start out by playing some audio bites. Uh, so I want to start immediately, but I do want to tell you that just try to keep a remembrance of these various audio bites. I want to get them out of the way quickly and in the beginning, but I want to underscore how critical it is that you remember each audio bite because there will be, as I read through the headlines, confirmations on uh, the headlines and throughout of the audio bites, okay, because it it ties it all together. What I didn't want to get into the mess of uh, from show organization 
principles, because it's very hard to do, is to play the audio byte, then read the supporting headlines, and then play another audio byte, and then read those supporting headlines. That takes hours and hours of preparation, and I just simply – it's really, really hard to pull that off. So I'm just going to go ahead and play the um, audio bytes first, and then you can remember them which you will, and then uh, we'll go through the the actual headlines that are supportive of them and a whole bunch of more, uh, a whole bunch more. Thank you, Jesus. All right, hallelujah. And on that note, let's go ahead. <clears throat> let's go ahead and head right into them. All right, praise God. Now, this is a short clip, uh, thanks to Judge Napolitano. He took a three-hour, two-and-a-half-hour discussion with Colonel McGregor, and he snippeted out this little bite here from Colonel McGregor to talk about how he sees the next phase of the Russian war uh, to unfold. And it's coming upon us very soon because the ground will be fully frozen. There will be no threat of mud, and they will be able. Now, it doesn't mean that they're going to go in and completely level, burn, you know, burned scorched earth. The people that are doing most of this, anyway, I'm not going to get into all that. Just listen to Colonel McGregor and uh, and uh, Judge Napolitano. Here we go. Hold on a second. I think I have it queued up over here. Let me see. Yeah, here, here we go. Let me see if I can move it back. All right, all right, and make sure that the. Audio is on. There we go. Here we go. Using his tactical ballistic missiles, cruise missiles, rocket artillery to systematically annihilate and destroy everything from command and control to the power grid, transportation infrastructure, you name it. And the Ukrainians are in very bad shape right now. I don't think they can sustain very many more strikes. And, and actually, millions of Ukrainians are being told by their own government, pack it up, move west, because we can't keep you in these cities. We can't heat the place. We can't protect them. And that's, of course, another positive development because the Russians would prefer that these places don't have civilians in them. It makes right. it much easier to conduct operations. So I think you're going to see uh, massive offensives on at least two or three axes with a couple of hundred thousand troops on each one. We'll see what they do. They're going to cut off the Polish border from Kiev. So there'll be an enormous Russian force between the Polish border and Kiev. Wow. There'll be an enormous Russian force that encircles and cuts off and destroys what's left of the Ukrainian forces in the south. They'll come up from this the south. This is almost a vice or a pincer movement with Kiev in the middle. Yeah. The last thing that they'll do is deal with Kiev. They want to annihilate the Ukrainian army. They talked about denazification for a long time. They're not going to rest until all of these Nazi formations that everyone apologizes for in the West are gone. And once they're gone, then they'll turn their attention to Kiev. Now, there is concern, growing concern in Moscow, that we would be foolish enough to take this 90,000-man coalition of the willing and try to rush into some part of Western Ukraine as the liberator or savior of what's left of Ukraine. And their assumption is that the Russians won't fight them. Well, the Russians obviously don't want a confrontation with us, but depending on how we do this and how far we're willing to go, we could end up losing those troops to enormous military power directed against them. We don't have the replacements. We don't have the fuel. 
We don't have the repair parts. We don't even have the ammunition anymore because we've given it all to Ukraine. And we're on our own. Poles, a few Romanians, and us. The rest of NATO is not interested in marching eastward into Russia. So it's a dangerous situation. They're aware of it. And that's another reason why they fear that if they do end up in a confrontation with us and they utterly destroy our force on the ground, that we will then turn to the use of nuclear weapons. That's the concern. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So I wanted to give you that update. Very, very important. And forget about, oh, for crying out loud, let me kill this. I hate autoplay. But anyway, um, uh, you know, I wanted to, I'm trying to set the baseline here. All right. And bring to your, to the forefront of your understanding that the fact, (laughs) what's really going on, not what, they want you to believe these entities of seeding darkness and even even you know i'm not picking i guess i am picking on him but i will pick on him his name is hannity and i don't like him because he has a distorted viewpoint of things and um i'm just not going to get into it i don't have time to deal with it but i didn't like him during i i I just don't like him i i think he's uh i don't know anyway whitewashed all right so all that being said um the next little snippet i want to remind you about is the public appearance that bill gates made in front of the World Economic Forum that was recorded and what he had said while he was there. Okay, uh, that's very, very important. Well, let me take it. The, the, okay, gosh, the bad part is that this particular guy, Michael Knowles, uh, it's six, six minutes and 27 seconds. I don't really want to do the whole thing. So hopefully he cuts right to the chase. So let's see if he does. All right, here we go. Trending headline. You know, Twitter has trending headlines on the sidebar. It said, quote, Bill Gates said health care and vaccines could reduce unstable, uh, unsustainable population growth in a 2010 TED Talk, fact checkers say. So I looked at that. I said, wait a second. You're not, you're not saying this is a crazy, kooky conspiracy that Bill Gates said that vaccines uh, could, could reduce the population and population growth, rather. You're, you're saying that he actually did say this according to fact checkers. So then I looked it up and, you know, Reuters and the AP, and they're, they're all trying to cover for Bill Gates a little bit. They always taken out of context or whatever. But then they've got the quote. And actually, we've got the video clip from the TED Talk. And, and Bill Gates says exactly that. Somehow we have to make changes that will bring that down to zero. This equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, Probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, That's back from high school algebra. But let's let's take a look. Uh, First, we've got population. Uh, The world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. All right, enough said. Anyway, you, you may have heard that already, but it merited repeating clearly. All right, praise God. So, you know, it's no, it's no, oh, and by the way, they rebuilt the Georgia Guidestones. I just found out about that today uh, in Egypt. Imagine that. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, this world is just so creepy. And then on Breitbart News, a headline uh, reads, United Nations Chief Gutierrez scolds humanity as weapons of mass destruction. Scolds 
the existence of humanity as weapons of mass destruction. So again, you know, it is what it is. And praise Jesus that we're awake to these things because we're right in the middle of it. And when they start pulling the plugs and the bigger things start happening, it's going to blow people's minds so bad. They're going to be running to save their kids' lives. It's going to be bad. And anyway, I'm not going to – I cover that so much. So I, I just want to keep going with the headline so I can pull this all together. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. All right. Now, that being said, let me go ahead and pull up – let me see if I have the – no, I don't have that one. I do have that one. Okay, I'm missing one of them. All right, let's go ahead and pull this one up right here. Now, what impressed me about this little snippet is that it actually made it on to Laura Ingram's Ingram Angle program on Fox News. Now, you have to understand there are very, very big audiences. So, of course, and, you know, so let's go ahead and play this. All right, hold on. Here we go. All right. German cardiology report where three deaths, sudden deaths, attributed likely to recent COVID vaccination. Do you think this is the tip of the iceberg? I do. There's now autopsy reports from Verma, Choi, Gill, and this report from Schwab. It's clear that COVID-19 vaccine-induced myocarditis, about half the cases, there's no initial symptoms, Laura. The first manifestation is a sudden death found at home. In fact, the overall autopsy series showed 71% of all the Patients found dead at home after vaccination within 20 days was actually due to the vaccine. All right. So I'm not going to bother going forward. We already know all that stuff. All I wanted to do was underscore the fact that that data is being projected into the uh, subset of the minds of those out there that have been watching for confirmation from people that they trust, whether they trust them for good reasons or bad reasons or they were suspicious or whatever. When, it, when that type of a confirmation hits, you know, a, a relatively, relatively trusted somewhat uh, source such as Ingram's, you know, program, uh, then that's very noteworthy. And so I wanted to call that to your attention. This is all part, you got to understand, this is all part of the Twitter files. It's The whole thing is just one gigantic bubble of uh, information about how right the vast majority of the world, you know, the, the, the people that have been blocked by Google, all this kind of stuff, the conspiracy between the FBI, the DOJ, and all that kind of stuff, which, by the way, segues interestingly in to the radio show that is uh, the Dan Bagino or whatever uh, program, okay? I think it's Dan. Uh, but anyway, the Bagino uh, program, that slot that was given to him on Fox. And here I was very happy to hear that this particular snippet um, is, I believe, he's actually talking to Hannity. So, so Hannity brought him into, uh, in as a guest. And there's nobody more than Hannity that needs to hear what Bagino has to say. So here we go. This is what he said. Hold on. He's exposed one key point. I want the audience to understand this, that what the press did to collude and interfere in and potentially fleece the 2020 election away from Donald Trump based on, based on solid data, a polling taken afterwards about how people would have voted if they would have known about the Hunter Biden story. Notice his anger. Any other stuff. I'm talking strictly about that. The media intentionally did that, Sean. This is my point. Sean, this John wasn't misfeasance, right? Misfeasance is different. You see someone trip on the sidewalk in front of you, you don't help them. That's misfeasance. That's not what this was. 
This was malfeasance. A guy trips on the sidewalk in front of you, and you kick him in the teeth as he's getting up. They did this on purpose. This was active collusion between the FBI, people in the DHS, the DNI, people at the FEC who'd heard about this stuff, Twitter and big tech to steal away your country. And you know what? Listen to me, folks. They did it. And Elon Musk is trying to help you get it back. That is uh, the the nature of what I've been seeing in my finely tuned Twitter feed, and it includes, like I said, dozens of lawmakers that are all chipping in, and people are angry. The anger is important to take note of because it requires that amount of angry in exceedingly large numbers in order to foment civil war. Okay, which we already know, again, through the various prophecies, dreams, and visions of God's people is uh, on the edge of our current end times agenda and could happen any time. All right, praise God. When? We don't know. What's going to trigger it? We don't know. And is it going to get worse after that? You can bet. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, the next one up is, all right, hold on just a second. Okay, we already played this one. There we go. All right, so... Um, this one here, it says we're going to take a look back at, okay, so we're going back to look at, so this is talking about, once again, the same thing that Bajina was talking about, uh, but from a different source, uh, again, Twitter files, uh, this is repre- Representative Greg Stube. Okay, so um, this is, these are just little snippety tastes, little tiny tastes of what is continuously flying all over Twitter right now. Now if you now if you're looking at things other things then you're not going to be aware of these things. Like I said, I fine-tuned my Twitter feed like a professional. And I know what I'm doing. I've been fine-tuning systems, uh electronic systems to detect words, keywords, phrases, things like that since all the way back to like 1997. All right, so I, it's, you know, I know how to fine-tune stuff, especially electronic stuff. All right, so let's go ahead and see if we can play this uh, little ditty here. I can't – I don't see where the um, – yeah, I don't see where the progress bar is. Oh, there it is. It's really hard to see. Okay, here. Let's kick this off. Yeah, they obviously lied. And what's so significant about this is Jack Dorsey and some of these other uh, social media platform heads were before the Judiciary Committee. It's probably been over a year now. But I can guarantee you we asked them questions like, are you censoring conservatives? Are you shadow banning conservatives? Are you, you know, making it so that you're not seeing our tweets and all the things that just got confirmed uh, minutes ago that you were reading before the break? And so now us on the Judiciary Committee, we're going to go back and look at this based on what Jack Dorsey and some of these other executives stated under oath before the Judiciary Committee. And I can guarantee you they lied to Congress which is a felony, which is uh, breaking the law. And now when we take the majority in January and we have the gavels and we see the, these committees, we're going to start making criminal referrals for all that. That's how significant what is being dumped right now is it's because huge. these individuals have been before congressional committees and have been under oath, and I guarantee you they have lied to us. Now, um, so imagine this gigantic global satanic crime syndicate that is ultimately in control of the world. Imagine the fact that Klaus Schwab, the king of all Nazis, who and Bill Gates, his little pink sweater-wearing buddy, were at the G20 
and even enough to cause lawmakers to go, why was why were they at the G20? Are you putting it together? When you understand the depth of the evil, when you understand that the control grid goes six or seven or eight or 12 levels deeper than what we're able to see even at Klaus Schwab's Nazi, King Nazi level, when you really understand how it works, all this frustration, anger, proof that has come out of the Twitter files, all all of it, they're going to do everything they can to overcome it and to wipe it out. All right, and you're going to see uh, evidence of that clearly here in just a second. But anyway, I wanted to read this to you. This is what Abraham Lincoln said. Remember they shot him in the head? Quote, I see in the near future a crisis approaching that unnerves me and causes me to tremble for the safety of my country. Corporations have been enthroned. And an era of corruption in high places will follow, and the money power of the country will endeavor to prolong its reign by working upon the prejudices of the people until all the wealth is aggregated into the hands, into the few hands, and the republic is destroyed. Did you hear that? If you had any question before you heard that quote from Abraham Lincoln, then hopefully you don't anymore. All right. This is a uh, the Patriot Gazette uh, dumped this onto the Twitter feed because Trump's pride won't let him go back on the Twitter. He's a very prideful, narcissistic sort of a fellow. I'm not saying he's a bad guy necessarily, but he is prideful and he's very narcissistic. Now, all that being said, somebody snapped this off of his little social media platform and dumped it on Twitter for other people to see. And I'm, I'll just quote it to you. Quote, what is going on with the FBI and, quote, Justice Department? They seem to be totally out of control. There is right now a weaponization of justice, the likes of which our country has never seen before. The Twitter and Facebook scandals has already proven to be, with the possibility, possible exception of spying on my campaign, their most sinister act in history. Even the rhinos and the weak are openly admitting that the 2020 election was rigged, but in a darker way than ever thought possible, so many lives were destroyed. And by the way, he's really right about that. We're so busy getting fed, for those of us who are awake and aware, the big stuff. We're not aware of how many families are now living in the streets because they were depending on their rent. Uh, you know, they, they had rent forgiveness during the pandemic. For, and, you know, then what happens then? Well, when they took away the, the rent forgiveness, they were behind $8,000. Now that family's out in the street. Get it? Oh, and by the way, when they do a reference check so they can get another apartment and, re- and re- get to get their lives together and everything else, the reference check is going to show that they were ousted from their prior place. See, it, it just gets worse and worse. What we don't know is the thousands upon thousands upon thousands or possibly millions of people that are affected in a most horrible, horrific way, even in this country. All we do is we get an occasional report about, wow, those homeless villages are sure growing out of control. What are we going to do with them? Let's stick them in a FEMA camp. All right, so again, these things are happening. They're happening at unbelievable rates of speed. Supreme evil on a level that is immeasurable and clearly out of the view of even people like us who are awake and aware. So make no mistake, no matter how horrible your situation is with the protection of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life, 
There's a lot of people that are probably going through a whole lot more worse. All right, amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We need to be praying for them very fervently. All right, the next headline is up now. All right, this is from the Raw story. I just want to give you an impression. I want you to understand that I monitor both sides of the coin. These are the lying media. These are the kinds of things that they're saying about Donald Trump right now, which is absolute boulderdash, poppycock. Call it what you want to call it. But the headline from Raw Story is, quote, Trump is willing to, quote, burn the country down if the Department of Justice doesn't back off, uh, according to one of his former attorneys. Who is this person? Of course, they never tell you who it is. They make the allegation. They put up opinion polls. They do all kinds of stuff. It's all a bunch of lies, and it's all part of programming society because they're doing everything that they can to destroy the man before. And then, you know, and anyway, so just giving you a taste of how ugh. Yahoo News is a great news aggregator. If you want to get like a quick snippet of all the lies and the seething lies that are layered upon the lies, really, really good liars, these guys. All right. Next one up. Hallelujah. Praise God. Google, Oracle, Amazon, and Microsoft to work for the Pentagon for a $9 billion deal. The Pentagram, the epicenter of all things satanic, and death and blood in the world. Imagine that. Getting $9 billion. Google, Oracle, Amazon, Microsoft. You following along here? Anyway, okay, we're going to go on and read this from uh, my Twitter feed. I just want you to hear this because this is the kind of stuff that they're talking about continuously, okay? And this is Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, well-known for being a conspiracy theorist, but she's not. She's she's actually a factualist, and, of course, she's blamed by all the shape-shifting entities and these – I don't know what you want to call them uh, – LGBT, LMNOP, whatever. Uh, Gen Zers, whatever. It's just, it's unbelievable. But anyway, um, here we go. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene says on Twitter that Elon Musk fired 80% of Twitter's useless workforce and Twitter is striving by removing child porn, exposing extreme censorship, and reinstating conservative accounts wrongfully banned. Let's get, let's now, let's fire 80% of the unelected bureaucrats in the government ruining America. I wonder if she's referring to that bald-headed, creepy transvestite that keeps stealing luggage that's, you know, like part of our energy. What the hell? The, uh, it's like a miracle that Russia hasn't leveled us. You know, if it wasn't for the ethics of Putin, we would be we, – this would be a dust bowl. This whole country would be gone already. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's us. We're the ones who want to instigate it, but that, that's all satanic. It's part of the satanic agenda. All right. Praise God. But you know what Dan Bongino says to Marjorie Taylor? Right there in front of everybody, he says, so we're all clear, except no apology from the libs and the hack media. They're, they are totalitarians through and through, and they are fully committed to crushing free speech and dissent. Expect them to double down. That's what tyrants do. So Dan Bugino nailed it. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene represents the mindset of the vast majority of the lawmakers that are 
clearly aware of the evil and the felonies that have been committed by these entities that should be hung at a Nuremberg trial in front of the whole world for mass murder. But at the end of the day, Bagino is smart enough to know the power that we're dealing with. He doesn't think they're going to be able to pull it off. And you know what? I agree with him. All right, next one up. Hallelujah. Praise God. Here we go. Elon Musk releases releases Twitter files exposing exposing secret blacklists. So it's almost like every three days or four. And and some people had picked on him because he didn't release enough stuff fast enough and yada yada and blah blah. And he's like, I am trying to be careful. I have to go over and review everything before we release certain things and that kind of the other. You know, that – because – they work. They were working with top secret stuff. They were working with things that were protected. And and if and if and if the entities of the darkness can prove, even if it's a lie, if they can make a strong enough allegation that Musk released stuff that jeopardizes the security of the United States of America, if that occurs, Musk Musk will go bye-bye. You'll see him leave the United States and fly back to Johannesburg, where he's from. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up is this. How the, quote, Twitter files have exposed a senior FBI official's role in manipulating the outcome of the 2020 elections. And that's pretty well-known information right now. Guy's name is Jim Baker, and the only reason I remember it is because of the Jim Baker Christian show. But anyway, he was a plant. He was an FBI agent that was working on the inside of Twitter. And even when Musk was still there, the guy was in there quickly grabbing out highly impeachable information that needed to be. And he was and then Twitter and then uh, Musk caught on to him and said, get out of here. Get out. And uh, so anyway, uh, we'll have to see how it all shakes up. Like I said, I think Bugino probably has a right. Next one up. Fox News reports that Northeastern, lots of places are reporting. It just happened to be Fox was the one I pulled up. But anyway, it says Northeastern Kansas oil spill. Listen to this. In Northeastern Kansas, there's an oil spill. It started out kind of small, got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And now it's a huge emergency. Well, guess where it's coming from? The Keystone Pipeline. You think it's an accident that that happened? No would be the correct answer. No, it wasn't an accident. It was no no more of an accident than gas proms suddenly exploded, leaking, you know, liquid natural gas feeds that were going across the Black Sea or whatever into Europe, Germany. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus, which are no longer operational. All right, next one up. Belarus closes. Now remember what we were. What you, what you heard what, what Colonel McGregor said about what's coming up with Russia. Okay, Do you, you heard it. Okay. Now remember. And by the way, I just saw a special report from Scott Ritter that echoed that exact scenario. So Ritter, the difference between Colonel McGregor and Scott Ritter is that Scott Ritter really doesn't want it to happen. He's very, very, very anti-war. Colonel McGregor looks at it as it's just the way it is. Because that's his profession. Okay. He doesn't, you know, there's no, he's like, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. This is what's going to happen. Scott Ritter kind of has this feeling deep inside where he really doesn't want it to happen. And of course, that means that he's not going to be talking about it that often. But just today, I heard a confirmation from Scott Ritter that 
he agreed with McGregor. He didn't mention McGregor's name, but he used the exact same, almost the exact same scenario on how it's all going to go down, which I found to be an incredible confirmation. Praise God. So we got arguably about five days before the mud totally freezes. Right now it is snowing all over Moscow. It's been an average temperature of approximately 24 degrees Fahrenheit now consistently day after day uh, in Kiev. So that's, you know, it only takes a couple of weeks for that mud to freeze. And then all the military equipment will be able to move unhindered. And that was one of the things that really messed up the Nazis and probably one of the things that stopped them from being able to take, uh, you know, with all the horrible deaths that occurred to, in the, to the Russians in their defense of their country when, you know, the Nazis. But a big, a big stopper for the Nazis was the mud in the Ukraine. It really messed up their day. And thank God for that because, you know, well, could have been a different outcome. All right. So, again, Belarus, listen to this. Belarus closes part of its airspace. For civilian flights. Well, in turn, Cyprus closes its airspace to Belarus Airlines flights. You putting this together? By the way, the closing down of airspace, it's a precursor to the war. They always do it. Is this a coincidence? Hmm. I don't think so. All right, next headline up. Praise God. Ukrainian drones just took out a Russian heavy bomber 300 miles from the Ukraine. So now they are using drones that were given to them ultimately by the United States of Babylon the Great to send them. Oh, and by the way, the Pentagon came out and publicly released, well, you know, it's none of our business. We're not going to get in the way of the Ukraine if they want to send stuff into the into Russian's territory. Well, they're doing it. So now these if it wasn't for the sophistication the very high level of sophistication of the anti-air systems that were in place it was a miracle that they got the drone as far into russia as they did without it getting blown down but that was american technology that was guiding the drone those the the, the technology that we have built into some of these drones is very advanced and it has a way to to kind of like make Z shapes and stuff as it's flying to its destination to confuse and go around anti-air systems. Well, it got supposedly within just a, you know, a few hundred miles away from uh, Moscow, which of course, let me tell you something. If that didn't set Putin's hair on fire, nothing will. All right. Next one up. Attack on Russian air base put spotlight on new Ukrainian drone program. So it was actually able, again, like I said, it took out a Russian heavy bomber. Uh, and here's another article that confirms that it was an air base. All right, praise God. Next one up. Saudi minister says, all bets are off if Iran gets a nuclear weapon. <clears throat> so, of course, here it shows Putin and the Grand Poobah of Iran uh, shaking hands because they got a deal going on and they're helping one another during this war situation. And, uh, you know, and then the Saudi minister comes out and says all bets are off if Iran gets a nuclear weapon. So that's some bubbling oil right there to keep your eyes on because we kind of know what's going to happen there with the uh, nuclear tactical nukes being shot from the bottom of an F-35 and they will be shot at the base of the Ford Owl facility because the prophet Dr. David O'Rourke saw it in a vivid vision and we talked all about it uh, in a vision to South Korea. Uh, was it South Korea or where was he? I don't know. But anyway, uh, I think it was around 2010. Next one up. 
Biden says Russia may adopt a United States concept of preeminent strike. So they have always had this, you know, their, their doctrine for nuclear use was always no. No, 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 no. We need to feel absolutely positive that we're going that we're in immediate threat. Okay. Now, technically, we we triggered when when that when that drone went that close to Russia. That was that already triggered Russia's doctrine for response uh, using nuclear weapons. So they could have used that drone as an excuse to launch a full out uh, nuclear strike toward the West. Now then, Putin doesn't want to do that. He's trying everything he can to avoid. It has been from the beginning. But let me tell you something. The entities of darkness that are collapsing the world on purpose have they're they're going to do it. It was it Russian was it Rachel Baxter's dream from God. And the show that we brought her on was that it, entitled The Start of World War III is Coming and Nothing Can Stop It. And what she was shown was the nuclear destruction of Chicago. And if that occurs and they blame it on Russia, fill in the blank. Next up. Putin says one missile will trigger hundreds of warheads. So again, He's getting a little bit sick and tired of what's going on right now. He's taking some heat in Russia because there is no such thing as a country that is in any type of a war or police action like Vietnam that doesn't have dissenters. There's always going to be groups of people that agree and groups of people that don't agree. Okay, they even have LGBT LMNOP people over in Russia, and they're pretty doggone upset because Putin came out with some rules that are coming really close to making their very existence in Russia illegal. Not quite. But getting close, and they're getting worried. I say from Jesus' standpoint, good for them. Maybe they'll change their mind. Doubt it. Just ask, just ask Obama and his buddy Michael. All right, next one up. Russia erects new missile base on island near Japan for round three clock watch. Wow. So it appears that Russia sees the writing on the wall. Of course, they would you know, have to have like a lobotomy, not. And they're going ahead and expanding their reach by doing exactly what Japan did during World War III. And what we did when we, you know, went went in the Battle of Midway that we were supposed to have lost, but by a miracle actually won, um, uh, and spreading out their forces and their bases and all that kind of stuff uh, on various islands here and there and everywhere. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. How Russia is expanding its defense along the borders of Ukraine. So this is no longer a, you know, mum's the word, nobody talks about it on Euro News. It's, they are aware of the half a million plus man force, the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, uh, uh, oh my gosh, there's over 1,500 tanks. I mean, the, the what they're about to unleash upon the Ukraine, like I said, if it wasn't for you know, Putin not wanting to hurt civilians and and not completely eliminate the infrastructure, um, they would just completely it would be scorched earth. The whole thing would just be this big smoking hole like World War One. But that's not how it's going. It's going to unfortunately it's going to drag on for a while. Not as long as it would have otherwise. You know, when you send in six hundred thousand troops. And an unbelievable amount of exceedingly advanced equipment, by the way, which goes into the next headline from RAI Novosti, which is an internal, uh, very internal uh, Russian newspaper that we can still get access to, praise God. And let's look at this. 
Ministry of Defense in Russia says that the Russian Aerospace Forces uh, destroyed more than 90 Polish mercenaries in the Kharkov region, which, by the way, is, uh, you know, it's very important to take note because Kharkov is pretty far deep into um, uh, the Ukraine, and this is just echoing what all of the uh, analysts have been saying is that they've been dressing up because the, the the actual Ukraine army is pretty much already gone. So what they're doing is, you know, that whole proxy force thing and the Polish, you know, whatever. Don't get me going on that. But they're dressing up in uh, Ukrainian outfits and they're side by side. They're sitting with CIA agents. They're sitting with uh, United States Special Forces. Of course, you know, they have plausible deniability. Oh, we were only there for training purposes and blah, 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 which is a bunch of bunk. But anyway, that's just how it is, and that's what's happening, and it's progressing forward. Praise God. Next thing. Russia to send Iran top fighter jets in return for the kamikaze drones. So Russia is sending over some of their best fighter jets to Iran. That's interesting. That's going to get real interesting for the Gog and Magog War, which is World War III anyway. All right. Praise God. So good to know that. Next one up. About 10 oil tankers from Kazakhstan, which is part of, you know, their on the Russian side of things, stuck in Turkish Straits. And why would they be stuck there? Because of the Biden creepy shape-shifting. Got to pick my words wisely here. Next one up. The American Military News reports that NATO representatives converge in Norfolk, Virginia, to talk about the Ukraine war with the additional uh, with the addition of two new members. Ooh, drum roll, please. Next one up. Catastrophic contagion. Listen to this. This one troubled me deeply when I read it, and I knew it was coming, but I'm just going to read it to you. Bill Gates, Johns Hopkins University, and the World Health Organization are now currently conducting another pandemic simulation with a, quote, deadlier virus that targets children. Yeah. They've even given it a name, Severe Epidemic Enterovirus Respiratory Syndrome 2025. So that's what they are currently practicing for. Don't pay attention to the time, 2025. They throw that stuff in there. They could do it anytime they feel like it. And they're already talking about masking up again for this Christmas, putting out all kinds of ridiculous. And Jill Biden, what kind of a walking lizard creature is that entity? I mean, I, oh, oh. Next one up. The the Food and Drug Administration plans to ban homeopathic medicines. And you're like, they are not. And I'm like, yes, they are. And they are not. And then, yes, they are. And no, they're not. And yes, they are. And by the way, they tried to do this before, and it got outlawed by a federal judge. We'll see what happens this time. But this revelation, I quote, explains why the Food and Drug Administration, which is also in charge of regulating the distribution of more organic approaches to health care, wants to prohibit the sale of vitamins and supplements. Did you hear that? That's pretty bad. Are you serious? Are you serious? Yes, we are, Pastor Paul. Yeah, that's going to mess me up. I'm real big on, you know, herbal stuff. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Praise God. Oh, wait a minute. Ow! All right, I needed that. Oh, I feel so much better right now. All right, next one up. Facts are friendly. Get these facts. The people that are exempt in the United States of Babylon the Great from having to take the 
deadly vaccines, which are bioweapons against mankind, slaughtering people by untold tens of thousands, millions. The people that are exempt are Congress and legislative branches in Congress, congressional staff, judicial branches, White House staff, CDC employees, FDA employees. United States postal workers are exempt. The NAIAD employees that work and hang out with the the reptilian, otherwise known as Fauci, Pfizer employees, Moderna employees, and illegal aliens. Hey, he left out Johnson & Johnson. Oh, they're long already forgotten, you know, after all. But anyway, praise... You know, they're the only ones that were like, forget it. We're not doing that mRNA creepy weirdness. But they were wiped out pretty much by a bunch of lies. But that's okay. Whatever. We are where we are. And it is what it is. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Next one up. Russia ramping up production of the most powerful weapons, warns ex-president Dmitry Medvedev. So anyway, in this article, basically, they're saying that by the way, this aligns beautifully what, with what Colonel McGregor said. See, when they launch this massive offensive and they wipe, they're going to take, you know, essentially Ukraine off the map as we know it today. Um, they're not going to do it with the kind of equipment that they've be, been using thus far. Okay, they're bringing in the really cool stuff, the stuff that we don't got. You know, so um, if it wasn't for Putin's personal caring for uh, the people, the civilians, uh, wanting to save critical, you know, some of the uh, infrastructure, some of the historic buildings and all that kind of stuff, it would, like I said, it would be scorched earth. It would just be a big old smoking hole. And then they just send a bunch of tractors and fertilizer in there and turn it into the biggest wheat basket that they wouldn't share with the West. Actually, Putin is actually, I've already, you know, Putin sharing oil, Putin sharing uh, wheat. It, it's just that, you know, the, the the Biden reptilian sanctions are what's preventing people from getting to eat the wheat and eat their homes. Isn't that convenient? All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. My pronouns, according to Elon Musk, is actually a quote of his on Twitter. He says, my pronouns are prosecute Fauci, Elon Musk, to release Twitter files on COVID and Dr. Fauci. Ooh, that sounds pretty creepy. Think you'll get to pull it off? Think anybody will listen? How loud do you think the loud mouth is that they'll inject onto the five to try to discredit all the information? Yeah. Ever. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, there it is again. Okay, that's all right. It's very important. All right. Glenn, is that you? Nothing happens. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody pays for a thing anymore. I know, Glenn. It's all right. Hang in there. At least you know it's a spiritual war. Praise God for that. All right. Hallelujah. Next one up. Twitter refused to take down child pornography because it didn't violate their policies, according to a lawsuit that was just recently filed. And, of course, the CEO of Twitter is like, you know, saying, oh, I didn't know nothing about it. I was, uh, yeah, yeah, I was on vacation in Bora Bora. Yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. That's the ticket. Whatever. Now, this is how clown-esque and insane But, of course, the people are so punch-drunk and fantastically ignorant, lobotomized, staring at the screen, believing every word that they hear. And then you got the Gen Zers, and, oh, gosh, it just gets worse and worse and worse. Listen to this. This is Keith Oberman. This is what he says. 
you won't believe it. Keith Oberman says, it's time for Senate hearings. Notice that he says Senate, not House. They still have control of the Senate. It's time for Senate hearings into what scheme Elon Musk is up to. What terrorist or foreign influence is involved? And what can be done to remove this public medium from his malign control? For that one statement, it's highly likely that Keith Oberman is either A, a reptilian, or B, just got a check for five mil. That's how it works. These guys shake a left leg and out drops a trillion dollars. To them, it's nothing. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. House. Oh, 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 doggone it. I'm not going to be able to close these out because I want to bring on. Oh, this is so important. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to show these things with you really quick. Okay. Listen. The World Economic Forum wants to slaughter millions of pets, cats, and dogs to fight climate change. So watch out. They're coming for your pets. I want you to know that. Also, one more. The CBS News report. Vulnerable United States electronic grid faces threats from Russia and domestic terrorists. From Russia! (laughs) Uh, Whatever. Now, one more thing. National Geographic, many years ago, probably about eight, nine years ago, put out, and you can still get the DVD for $32 from Amazon. It's entitled American Blackout. Okay? It's an hour and 30 minutes long. American Blackout. It's like eight years old, maybe nine, maybe ten. I got it. I actually own the DVD. And one last thing I want you to hear, just to kind of sign, seal, and deliver the concept uh, and tell you to buckle up, go buy yourself a generator if you can afford one, get some gasoline. If you get these, uh, you can get – anyway, I'm not going to get into all that because I want to get Joy on here. All right, listen to this, just to confirm it. We all know, but still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring – to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. To you... Now... Just remember, folks, when this guy says babbles is Nazi garbage, <laughs> it sounds like he's just, you know, thinking about stuff and expounding his pearls of, uh, as the Bible would put it, pearls of dung. But um, no, those are marching orders. That's how it works. All right. So anyway, on that note, let's bring on Sister Joy, Dr. and Sister Joy, Jeffrey's Pew, praise Jesus. Dr. Joy, are you there? Yes. Hi, John. How are you doing tonight? As good as can be, I guess. Hey, I still got a job. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> a lot going world on. Out there. A lot going on. Yeah, 
But anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and just uh, turn the mic over to you uh, and uh, kind of kick back and drink some ice water. Because <laughs> I've been at it for a while. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us tonight. God bless you. Listen, thank you for always having me be a part of your show. It just means a lot to me. Um, I know tonight uh, Zim was not going to be with us, and we were talking about the possibility of, um, you know, in the future for him being back with us. So I, I hope he'll be able to be back with us really soon because it's always a lot of fun to have him on and, and to converse with him because we've been doing this type of research between all of us for a very, very long time. And one of the things that uh, I had really wanted to talk about tonight is about the uh, digital dollar and what we're about to experience uh, here in the United States because uh, I don't know whether a lot of people realize that uh, it was announced back in November, the end part of November, that they were going to start a 12-week test on the digital dollar and that as a part of that, uh, the Federal Reserve Bank was involved in this. Uh, people like Citigroup, MasterCard, Wells Fargo, just your major top companies uh, were going to be really involved in this. And they were calling it a type of project that was actually talking about really regulating liability network and being able to look at you know, like simulated data and be able to do it in an environment that they could clearly uh, get statistics from. But the thing about it is that the Federal Reserve has really been working on this for a very, very long time. And uh, when I first started looking at the possibility of us as a country and as a world losing our ability to buy, sell, or trade, it became very evident to me from the research that I started doing back in 1999 that we were headed for a time in our country where um, to be able to control not only us in the United States but worldwide, that you would have to be able to control money. And one of the things that I had noted for a very long time was the fact that the, the drug cartels and the businesses that do illegal activities are very much involved in the uh, pursuit and the availability of cash money. And, of course, it can be, I guess, in gold or silver and something like that, but the fact is it had to be something exchanging hands uh, kind of undercover. And so for the world to come to a time when you cannot buy, sell, or trade without having somebody know everything about everybody's money and what they're doing. It became evident to me in looking at the patterns that I was looking at back then that we would be heading into something of this magnitude within just years. And so as a young girl, I mean, I really had to solve the transition of people using cash money to using checks and then from checks you know, actually getting into the first credit cards. And I can remember as a young person, a lot of people would not get a credit card because they felt like that was identifying them with a credit card number. And people who were Christians were already seeing the possibility that you have a number and that that number would be able to track you anywhere. And as we have seen over the course of years since the credit card was invented, we became more and more locked in to using credit instead of maybe paying by cash money or paying by check. And then once we developed a world wide web, 
of being able to buy and purchase in all areas of anyone in the, in the country together when we were able to start being able to use our credit cards online and key everything in and be able to purchase products without somebody swiping our card in a store. And then we went from that to, of course, the smart cards that we just wave in the air and it picks up to the fact that whenever we do any type of business now in banking, everything is done uh, usually through computers and no longer is it where you can run down to your local bank and draw out all the money that you have in that bank. And I know when I first started talking about this years ago, people would get really anxious because back in the day after the Depression, many people took their money out of banks and put it in inside their homes, inside of their mattresses and things of that nature, even burying money in, in the yard. So today we're in a situation where uh, the people that want to make it where they can control us totally, they've got to get money and the exchange of money out of our hands. And so when I started writing about this in my book, uh, Antichrist, The Cloned Image of Jesus Christ, it was just very briefly mentioned, but I could clearly see that the direction was that we were going to get into a time that we would not be able to buy sell, or trade, and it would be coordinated through the, you know, through the world. And then since that time, I wrote Eden, the Knowledge of Good and Evil 666 and Volume 1 and 2 and, and brought out more and more details about how this was going to start happening along with the other things that would be happening at the same time that would line up with biblical scripture about at the end of days we would not be able to buy, sell, or trade. And then when I came out with my Beguile series, Volume 1, 2, and 3, I was able to expand even more in these areas of showing that all of this is lining up to bring us to a day when a mark of the beast could be implemented upon every human being on the face of this planet and that you would not be able to make any trades or businesses outside of something that would be totally tracking you. And throughout all, the, all these books that I've written, I've tried to explain what the surveillance is all about and how serious surveillance is. I mean, from, we've, we've gone from things like um, just being able to show a, a driver's license with a picture on it to do things to now having facial recognition, having iris scans, fingerprinting. I mean, there's just a lot more to the digital world. And one of the biggest things that I'm noting in the research that I'm doing now is the fact that our DNA has its own fingerprint and that you typically cannot escape what is digitally in your body that's vibrating at a frequency and a harmony and it's within your DNA that can be locked onto by cell phone towers. And I know the last time that I was on the show uh, with you, John, that we discussed those possibilities and where that uh, technology was uh, heading. So if somebody wants to go back and listen to the show that I did with John last month, we really went into a lot of detail about my present research into that connection through the DNA that each individual has that is actually your fingerprint, and it can be locked onto and it can be controlled because the new oil in the world the thing that's going to make money is now going to be human data using your DNA. So tonight, that's why I wanted to explain a little bit about the seriousness now that 
and know that the capability of using your DNA to connect you to uh, Neuralink and then from Neuralink to satellite Starlink and uh, put you in kind of an artificial uh, intelligence capability and, and being able to track and control you, that, that the next thing that I felt like was that we were going to start seeing the digital currencies become a real, real push and uh, get us closer to making sure that we cannot buy, sell, or trade and being able to use the technology that I'm writing about presently that they're going to connect us up to a universal system and make you like a beehive mind through that. So when this came across my desk on November the 30th about um, this digital dollar going to begin uh, its you know, it's 12-week test and that it had been publicly announced. Whenever you see something of this magnitude, this has been going on, like I say, a long time, and it is something that the Federal Reserve that I had been watching for a long time had already been talking about. And even back, I guess it was in Jan early January, they had first stepped out and said, we're going to do this uh, this possibility of a digital dollar, and they kind of wanted people to kind of give them feedback about it. And the interesting thing is what I noted was that there was not a lot of feedback. Any there was not actually was very little resistance to it actually starting to happen. So it became very evident from the research that I was doing that the Federal Reserve was going to have any problem in doing a test of this. And so if you look at what the digital dollar is all about it is it is kind of similar in aspects to what you see in other cryptocurrencies. And, of course, we have been very, uh, I guess, enlightened over the last year, two years, with a company called Bitcoin and how they've had their ups and downs and, and problems and this kind of thing. We've always just seen these cryptocurrencies that are really quite doing quite well in China. So there are things out there, including in the U.K. and that kind of thing, where they're using cryptocurrencies. But the problem is, is that there is a system with that that's not centralized. In other words, the Bitcoin is not really centralized with what's going on in China and, and vice versa in the UK. But the thing is, is that it's all in cyberspace. And so, you know, when you want to start something and get it out there, you've got to kind of put it out there in a lot of different forms to kind of see what's going to be the best transition and the way to handle this. And so you kind of do like testing of it. And so I think that the fact that they allow the first things like Bitcoin and, and the other cryptocurrencies in the other countries to be uh, established, they wanted to get the kinks out of it. They wanted to see how people would respond to it. They wanted to see how uh, easily people would turn to it and use it. And, and it, it was a lot of enticement that if you did use it, you some people made some really big money at the first start of some of these things. So they were wanting to get more and more people to get involved in it. And then the fact is, once you understand what is not going to work and what can work better, then it's allowing the bigger group to see how to manipulate everything to their advantage. It's kind of like if I want to sell you something and uh, I want to watch how you utilize that and then take notes on it, then come out with a better product. I mean, that's kind of what the government's 
are thinking about if we can use other companies to kind of do the the groundwork or lay the groundwork in this, and then we can figure out how we can take that and and make it into a stronger system. So I feel like the fact that they have brought out this um, digital dollar and have publicly announced it and that kind of thing is that they literally want to establish something that is going to be government-controlled. And so when you think about government control, there becomes a real uh, question in my mind because this is what I had seen that centralized banks back years ago when the um, the big push was to get rid of a lot of countries' presidents. And one in particular was over in, in Egypt where uh, Barack was really was doing some things that they were not happy with. And they brought in a lot of people and 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 tried to overthrow the government. But what it started out with was people just in a local situation kind of complaining about some things, and then all of a sudden there were these people there with them that had the same kind of cell phone and the same kind of um, towel or something to identify themselves that were brought in to bring about mob mentality, and then it started burning and pillaging, much like what we saw happen in the United States a couple of years ago to bring about some change. And the thing about it is it was all happening in countries that I noted were uh, not involved with centralized banking. So here we were seeing countries overthrown, and we were being told here in the United States, oh, these countries, you know, they're uh, financially falling apart or their people are living in poverty or, or they just made up other types of excuses to establish why there was civil unrest in those countries but they were wagging the dog in another way so that we were not really getting the true picture as to what was really going on it's kind of like a Hegelian principle where you establish something at one end of the spectrum and all the way down at the other end of the spectrum but you bring the people to a level in the middle of it all and you move them toward the direction that you're wanting to carry them in by establishing a crisis and then appearing to have an answer to it. And so the thing that I was noting that all these countries were absolutely not involved in centralized banking. And when they were overthrown, what, guess what happened? They all became uh, involved with centralized bank systems. And so I saw the groundwork being laid back when I was doing my Begal series and um and I began writing about that in, in that book and so or in those volumes of books. And so I knew that we were hedging along pretty quickly now at that point in time when I was doing the research on that, that we were getting closer and closer to the day that we would not be able to buy, sell, or trade. Because once you establish these central banks in every country, then you've got a government kind of agency that can come in and grab that and what you would do is a centralized bank that would be controlling all cryptocurrencies and making it into one final new world order centralized banking system in which nobody would be able to do anything other than uh, utilize that one system to be able to do any type of buy, selling, or trading worldwide. And and when that happens, that clearly stops anybody on the outside in any kind of criminal activity from being able to sell drugs or whatever else because the money 
it's not going to be where you can touch it. And as we have clearly seen from the pandemic that we've just kind of gone through so bad, what happened to the coins? I mean, you can't get quarters and nickels and dimes. I mean, it's like it's a real like where did the money go? All of a sudden, we, we're, we've got this shortage on stuff. And you noted that all of the things used coins like quarters and, and, and 50 cent pieces and things of that nature, like you're just uh, food products. Let's just say you go to get a canned drink out of a drink machine. They want you to use your digital credit stuff, and I mean like your credit card or your um, debit card on those instead of actually putting money in there. So we have we have seen the technology start being implemented in the small things where coins were being used. And, of course, when you would go up to pay for something at the window, they didn't want you to give, really give them cash. They actually, actually wanted you to stick a card in so that there was no contact because of the less chance of supposedly uh, transmitting disease. But all of this has led us to the point that we are now uh, clearly at the next uh, step in, in in really completely getting rid of, of cash. Because when you go to the digital dollar, that's where you're going to be going, that you will not be able to have cash. So then when you think about, well, how will people continue to you know run drugs or do pornography or do sexual trades and all that kind of stuff – uh, below the system, they won't be able to because money will not give them anything to go buy, let's say, huge uh, cars or houses or guns or whatever you might need to utilize that money for, how drug runners use their money for things like that. No longer will that be a possibility. And so I knew from the work that I had, uh, the research that I had done a long time ago, that all those kinds of things were going to have to come to a standstill that there would not be able to be things that could be played under the table, that everything would have to really be in a system that you could not get to. And until, uh, like I say, recently when everything kind of went on the World Wide Web and went into cyberspace, up until that time you you pretty much could, you know, go into banks and get pretty much amount of cash that you needed and not have to wait a really long time to be able to move money from one place to the other. But now that's that's impossible. Even if you go down to you uh, get money out of your bank, there's a certain limit that you can get in a day. And if you go to a ATM, there's only a certain amount of money that you can draw out at any time. And clearly, they, ha- they can lock down your credit cards because if they suspect any kind of strange activity on your credit cards right now, they can shut you down. And you, you, you can't really get it up going sometimes. And I have a friend that sh- has gone through that. And um, they shut her cards down for a dollar and something. And they, they'll say, well, you know, they'll use the card using 99 cent or whatever to see if it's active. But what it's really showing us, and I understand that that's a good pro- uh, program, but what it's showing us is that if they decide to shut you down with your credit cards right now, you cannot buy, sell, or trade unless you have got money in your pocket and are either somebody there to buy it for you with money in their pocket because they're going to leave you unable to even pay a bill. If you're standing there with your credit card and it has been turned down, you cannot get to anybody to reactivate it immediately. So this is this has been a real eye-opener to me that we are moving much closer and much faster into this program that has clearly been devised. It's been set up a very, very long time. You can look at the, the your dollar bill that you still got one with a pyramid on the back with an all C and I at the top of the 
apex of that pyramid that looks very uh, lizard-like. So you kind of know who's behind the whole process of bringing this into a one-world order in which everybody will be connected with the beehive mind through universal collective consciousness is what I call it through the work that I've done and I talk about it in all my books. The thing about it is, having done this for so long, I'm actually very amazed how fast this has all moved. And when you think about uh, the fact that using a central bank digital currency, that it clearly has that ability for someone to totally control us to the point of not being able to buy, sell, or trade, we essentially are almost there. And then, you know, when I went back and started looking at, you know, some of the other things that were happening right now, you know, with uh, what was going on, um, you know, the fact that Bitcoin and unlike these other um, companies have been doing whatever they've been doing um, to, to get more and more, I guess, capability of showing the big guys how to best make it work, what people didn't really understand is that there's always been uh, in the last, I would say, 20 years, a technology and infrastructure underground. And what I mean literally underground is that these things are being done in the ground below us. And uh, I'm very aware of an area not too far from where I live of that particular thing that's in the ground. And they have a site that if you go near it, they will tell you that they'll kill you if you try to go in there and try to do anything or try to see about it. It's down into the ground level. And what it was is that this technology called blockchain is involved in this infrastructure that was laid out across our country. And so when you think about something being in digital space, in cyberspace, you can't get your hands on it. It exhibits a lot of electricity. It uses a lot of electricity to form all this stuff. But at the same time, it's not something that's tangible. You can't get your hands on it. So you can maybe break in and try to go down in those areas and do something, but it's still it's all in cyberspace. So this digital currency where these blockchain technologies and infrastructure is not something that's it's a future thing. What I'm telling you, it's already been in place for about 20 years. And so that's very, very um, concerning to me that many people uh, did not realize that the infrastructure had already been built the moment they decided to start trying things like Bitcoin and the other cryptocurrencies. And they were trying very seriously to get the centralized banking digital currencies in place by allowing these other countries, like I said earlier, to use different technologies to do, use theirs, but still under the auspices of that infrastructure that will eventually control everything. So I think that it's really important that where people have really run out and bought a lot of gold and silver that I just want to tell you, that is not going to be something you can eat. And the thing about it is that gold and silver is not in cyberspace. When we go to this currency, Gold, silver, whatever you've got stored up, copper, whatever, it's not going to do anything to help you. Uh, in other words, you might want a chicken to eat, and you say, hey, I'll give you you know, 10 pounds of gold for that chicken. 
that person's not going to take your goal because they can't eat it. If you're going to be below the system and try to survive outside of the system, you're going to have to have something to eat and drink and that kind of thing. And the, and, and it's going to eventually run out. And the way that they're going to catch you is that your DNA is absolutely your it's your fingerprint. And once they have it, you cannot hide. There is nowhere. You can't dig a hole deep enough. I'm telling you that they're going to lock on to you and can lock on to you. And when you don't show up to to take this mark, and it's going to be offered to you as a choice. You, you know, you can. You, it's not going to be imposed on you. It's going to be told to you. You have a choice. The choice is you take it or you don't a, eat. You don't get your medicine. You don't get your monthly check. You don't get your check from your um, place that you work. I mean, literally, you can't even get the certain food if you've got a certain kind of uh, health issue. I mean, they will control absolutely everything. The other thing is if you don't take it, then they're going to offer you the chance to just, you know, we're going to kill you. And so, you know, do you want your head chopped over here on Main Street for everybody to watch because you're now in politically incorrect and you're not a part of the system, so therefore you have chosen you don't want to be part of the system, that's your other choice. But it's your choice. You can either do it or this is your fate. So that's the concern that I have is that with a central bank digital currency that we are to the point now that there's a, you know, government ability that will be able to cut people off from your total wealth and any economic excess. In other words, it will be profound. I'm telling you, it will be zero tolerance. And I know that we've we've played the system. People have played games with you know IRS and not turning in things and not giving them the money that they made on the side, selling something to somebody else and not turning it in as a gain of profit or money, whatever that's been done all over the world. I mean, things of this nature of paying people under the table and governments and stuff like that, all of that's going to stop. And the only way that you can control people is for it to all stop. So if you think that really corporate and government-led cancel culture is kind of bad right now, oh, my gosh. The moment that they can freeze your digital account, just like they do if you go to swap a card at Walmart and somebody has apparently used your card and they shut you down at a moment's notice, you imagine what it would be like if you just because you said something wrong or you did something wrong or you said something on social media that went against, just like the, the conversation we're having tonight. I mean, they do not want people like John or me or Zen telling you this information because we're making you aware of how to prepare for the system that's coming. But there will come a time that surveillance will be so much that if, if they have shows like this, they will shut you down. They're going to shut you down. And in a cashless society, there's not any alternatives. I mean, there are just not alternatives. And some people say, well, well you know, the underground rail, rail, railroad and the black market and things of that nature could still continue. If they have everything where you can only get milk and things to eat and things to get money, through digital currency, it will gradually get to the point that you cannot get anything. So if you really look at it, this centralized bank uh, digital currency will mean actually the total death of any economic freedom that humanity has. So 
I think that we're really on a path right now a lot faster than we could have ever imagined uh, to have been on. And they're going to tie all of this in, you know, to these digital identities. And what they're going to do, they're going to try to use the surveillance of digital identity for us as human beings. They're going to put everything, they'll start doing such surveillance and these control tactics that they're going to start linking everything together. That's like, you know, your uh, currency, your health, uh, um, your vaccination programs, if you're going to be part, part of that, what your social credit score is. In other words, how are you talking bad about the government? Are you telling things like we're talking about tonight? All that will be linked together to form like a digital identity for you. And so I was looking at some of the newest data coming out, and they were saying by the year 2022 that there should be a billion, one billion data-collecting surveillance cameras in the entire world, and they're going to all be connected to artificial intelligence. And uh, they were saying that there were like the, the three top countries where this is really mani- manifesting at really per the numbers of people because we have the most people in the world. So. Um, you know, China China is like second, uh, the UK is third, of course, uh, the United States was first and all of that. But everything that we have, everything we have accessibility to is getting more and more involved and in being able to be policed by artificial intelligence. And I think one of the things is, is that we don't realize how much every time we use our cell phones, our smart cards, any of our smart uh, appliances, uh, when we're in automobiles, everything is being tracked. And I know... I mentioned one time on the show before that I didn't realize that they had the capability to tell me when I get my monthly thing about how many miles I went, the places I visited and whatever, that they had broke down mileage that I had ridden my bicycle, mileage I had ridden my motorcycle, and mileage I had ridden my car. And I'm like, how did they know the difference between me being in a car or on a bicycle or on a motorcycle? Because clearly they had it documented and separated out that they were able to know that. And people said, well, I would just turn that off so that they couldn't track me. Let me just say this. Your cell phone is pinging all the time. Your cell phone has a number to it. And the digital towers are going to always connect to it. So the fact that you think that you can just turn off them following you, you're just turning off your knowledge that they would give you if you want to know it. There is no way that they're turning off tracking you because that has been the source to get people aware, uh, I mean the government aware of what people do. It's how they keep up with you. How, what, what are your um, daily activities? I mean I can go with someone, I actually the other day I went with someone to a store and I did not get out and go in that store. And so my phone stayed in the in the car with me but yet – I was told, you know, how was my shopping experience at this and this and this and this. So it's tracking you knowing that somebody is worth with you that was doing that. And I'm like, this is really weird. Uh, Another thing is I had a good friend mention that she had been on the phone and had been talking about a certain insurance company. And after she hung up the phone, that all of a sudden she had pop-up ads for the particular insurance companies that she had been talking about, almost like, when you go into a, a store and you buy a product and they're tracking that you're buying those products and they say, you know, 
would you like this product or even Amazon will do that. If you buy something, they'll tell you, well, how about this other product? It, it is a way of data um, that's being generated on every single thing that you do. So if you look at that and then you start looking at how that data is going to give you an individualized kind of um, score on your behavior, you know how you're interacting, uh, what you're doing, what you're buying, where you're going, you're, you're establishing a social credit score. And I think that's the thing is that once you get everything situated, then they're going to start doing things that they have more control over you because once they push this into a system that's going to be um, connected worldwide, you can go back and look at what just what the World Economic Forum, when they met recently, what they're pushing for. And they are pushing for this social contract where uh, they want to be able to unlock everything about your life and be able to uh, look at whatever you do, any kind of social service, food, shopping, I mean, financial services, everything. They want to make sure that they're tracking that. And then on top of that, when the G20 met just recently, their intention was to promote beyond a shadow of a doubt, the international vaccine passport. And that was to get everybody into a digital ID system. Okay, so here we are. Right now we're testing the digital dollar, and we've got the World Economic Forum pushing with the G20 to get everybody on this international vaccine passport so that we can establish a digital identity. And once we get that digital identity as many people have said, that is when everything, the game is over for all mankind. Because at that point in time, once they can track all of you and they can truly lock onto your digital ID, then there is no place to run, nowhere to hide. And you know they're gonna they're gonna go into really deep things. I mean, you kind of think, well, well, it might be too bad, you know, if I could just use that. The problem is, and once you get into artificial intelligence, you get connected to it. They're going to uh, attack your brain with these ways, and that's why I encourage you that if you didn't hear the last month's show that John and I did about the DNA and how it's in its vibratory responses. This is going to get to be a very, very serious situation because once they do that, if you ever take the mark of the beast, which locks you into the system, it clearly severs you from your humanness. It changes the DNA structure, so you're really no longer human. But at the same time, they're going to be promising you this great thing about life forever and living forever and and staying here on the planet and never dying and things of that nature. But what they don't tell you about is that they'll start limiting, you know, where you can go. You can't have cars. You know, everything will be controlled by surveillance. Uh, We already know that there's a serious problem with water. So they'll start rationing water and electricity uh, and gas, and then anything, if you come out against them in speech, then they're gonna, they'll do something to attack you with that. But the thing more than anything is they're tracking everything about you. I mean, in real life, 24-7. So they're looking at your data, and they're looking at that through a computer, 
and they're also connecting it to your biological knowledge of your body, which is your DNA. So in other words, the big thing is is that they are going to be hacking into you. And once that happens, you clearly are going to be controlled by artificial intelligence, and they're going to lock you into a prison of our you know, of artificial intelligence. It's not something to think it's going to be a great thing, but they're going to promote it as such. And um, the false messiah that will be a part of all of this and and promote the mark of the beast and and the false prophet, those people are really clearly in place. Some people say, well, you know, Antichrist is way down the road. No, he's not, because when you started saying we're testing a digital dollar and we've got the, the G20, uh, uh, even the G7, even uh, the World Economic Forum, and, and you've got the World Health Organization all coming together to say we've got to get people into digital identities, then you have set up a situation where no place to run, no place to hide, and if you don't do what we say, then then we're going to either uh, depopulate you in some form or fashion because we are clearly running out of resources and water being the main thing. So the other thing that I noted at the uh, World Economic Forum there in um, uh, in Davis, they really were saying that they want to implement an individualized carbon footprint tracker. And that is even worse because when they do that, they want to know, like, where did you travel and how were you traveling? Like, were you traveling this kind of vehicle? Was it meeting carbon you know, emissions regulations? What are you eating? Like, you know, you can't eat cattle. You know, they want you to eat uh, worms and grasshoppers and whatever to consume your protein. But so it's getting to the point that they're going to be able to dictate everything. And the intent is that they're building a strategic model that is a new world order. It's nothing. It's a tra- We are in a transformation period of end of days and the, you know, the, the Bible clearly tells us that during this time, during this time of tribu- tribulation, that we're going to see all these little things come to pass that are only going to get worse and worse and worse. Many times, like I mentioned on this show, like a woman in travail. And if a woman is in travail, when she gets pregnant, she starts feeling a little bit that, you know, she's gotten pregnant. She may have some morning sickness and stuff like that. But as time goes on, she's going to get going to get fatter, she's going to fill it with water, she's going to have fluid retention, she's going to have anxiety, She's, I mean, all these things, pains, uncomfortableness, weird food cravings, and then tremendous pain, 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 and they get everything gets closer together, worse and bad, and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse until the baby's born. Well, clearly, we're in that tribulation period of time because it says that during that time that when these things start, when these signs start converging and they start happening all at the same time, be prepared that we're fixing to go into a terrible time of great wrath unless you're caught away in the catching away before the final period of that tribulation period. Well, clearly, during that tribulation period, there is an antichrist, there's a false prophet, there is the red dragon that's a part of all of that, and then there's the mark of the beast that they're going to promote. And at the same time, that promotion is going to keep you from being able to buy, sell, or trade. So everything is being put perfectly into place to make sure that happens. And I think that one of the things that was most interesting to me back in November between 6 and, uh, I think, uh, November the 6th to the 18th, they had the 
you know, United Nations climate change. And what they did, it was so, I mean, they put this right up on your nose, right in your face. They went to Egypt's Mount Sinai area to hold their venue for this conference. Well, if anybody knows anything about it, that is where God appeared to Moses to give him the Ten Commandments. And clearly, they had all these nations gathering together, really trying to promote climate change for the reason that we need to follow the United Nations uh, goals and objectives for sustainability, which is that our our Earth is clearly not uh, functioning well. It clearly is dying. I mean, look at the numbers of fish and birds and everything else that's, 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 been, that's actually died in just this past year. It's just astronomical. If you don't believe me, you start Googling and finding out what all has died and how bad it's been all over the world. On top of that, they started making people not in some certain countries. They couldn't even have cows. If they have cows, they had to limit the number. And so there's been a real big push to get rid of things to meet these United Nations uh, global objectives for sustainability. And so I found it very interesting that this year their focus at this um, at, at this annual meeting there, that they wanted to bring all the religious communities and relig- religious kind of leaders over those communities together because they want to do an interfaith thing to transform us into realizing and they called it for for the people there to do a ceremonial repentance for filling our planet Earth. In other words, it's like we are killing planet Earth, and so therefore we need to ask for repentance from this particular group and seek transforma- transformation in our world. Well, that... They were saying it's a part of that. This was their goal, to change our attitude and heart, to give us a new vision, and to put forth climate justice by the ten universal commandments. Okay, guys, they drew up ten commandments, like Moses, where they're holding us at, went up into Mount Sinai and got the ten commandments. They literally held this. (laughs) In the same place with all of the religious leaders that they could get there from all the religious communities. So we're talking about every religion on the face of this earth that the Pope has been working very uh, gently with to bring together his interfaith and, um, and to produce something called commandments that the churches and uh, religions were going to promote all around the world because they were hoping to draw together an inspirational teaching and spiritual ideals now toward making sure that everybody understood we have one goal, and that is for collective survival. And I love the word collective because I used that term a long time ago, universal collective consciousness. That was kind of something that I kind of came up with and said, this is what we're going to, and we're going to be connected like a bunch of bees with the queen bee at the top of that pyramid, dictating to the worker bees what you should be doing. It's actually a way to take us back to the Tower of Babel and reinstigate. We tell you what to do, and you just do it. 
You don't have any way of fighting against the system. You're locked into it, and you are our little robots. Freedom of choice and free will is absolutely gone right out the door. So here they are in this United Nations Climate Change Conference with all of these interfaith people. I mean, I'm like, if I had been there, (laughs) they did not invite me. But if I had been there, I'd have been like, okay, guys, this sounds to me like the Tower of Babel. And it also sounds to me like you're trying to connect us all up to do this and whatever. Well, if if you go and say that, you're not politically correct because their thing is, we've got to do this, people. Because we've got to have collective survival of something in our population of humanity. And it does not mean that they're not going to get rid of more people. I mean, clearly, some of the latest latest research that's coming out is showing that young people are falling over dead. There's people dying everywhere all around us all the time that are perfectly healthy. And then he's got the funeral uh, directors that are starting to say, well, you know, when I started to embalm these people, I couldn't get the blood out of them. And all of a sudden I've got these fibrous things coming out of the blood system, and they've got these strange little clots everywhere in all their organs. And we can't say anything because they'll pull our our funeral uh, licenses, and we can't operate if we don't keep our mouths shut. And they did the same thing to the doctors when we started having problems with people coming out and saying, whoa, 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 maybe we won't need to take this. Maybe we need to take this drug. Oh, no, you can't talk about that drug because we don't want you to have that drug. We've got to push you toward this particular uh, protocol. So the same thing is happening now with people who are seeing massive die-offs and nobody's telling it. So I would suggest if you don't believe my research, you Google that and find out just how many people are dying in young age groups, 35, let's say, to 60, that are just getting out of here. I mean, it's like it's never been like this in our history that we've been uh, keeping data on this. So we're talking about strategic numbers of them getting rid of a lot of people, and nobody's willing to ask the uh, questions, and if you do, you're a conspiracy theorist, and you're an idiot, and you're crazy, and you're an infidel, and you don't know what you're talking about. And you're trying to do this or that or the other. Clearly, people are like a bunch of ostriches and then putting their head in the sand and not really wanting to really know the truth. Well, if you want to know the truth and you want to get an understanding of what's going on, you need to be paying attention. And people like John and Zen and I are trying to explain to you that what is happening in, in our world is a set form of leading us right up to taking that mark of the beast, and it's not that far away. And when I saw that this conference was tapping into the power of religions as change agents in their communities, in other words, for you to fall in line with what they were saying it's got to be done as a collective body of mankind, and you have got to learn the word to use that you got to focus on moderation and you got to, you know, give for your fellow man, and it might mean it might mean your death. But in other words, it's okay because it's for the good of some. But the thing is, they want to pursue this thing to make carbon neutral by 2030. And so, when you start looking at this, you start looking at what's happening for our climate and how much it's going to get worse and worse and worse. Because what they're going to do is your electricity bills are going to go up. Your property taxes are going to go up. 
they are trying to put heavier prices on everything they can put it on because they're going to satisfy their demands and keep us under their thumb where you need them more and more and more. And now they want to make sure that your religious people are coming out and they are saying, come on, guys. This is your, you know, this is your moral and spiritual duty. It is your godly duty to follow the cause of true humanity and to do the things that need to be done to save planet Earth. Well, when you look at that, that is called theosophy. It's the worship of nature over mankind. And clearly, what's going on is not something that you can run away from because What's going to happen, is, unfortunately, is we're going to have colder weather, we're going to have more freezing weather, and then we're going to have hot burning up weather, and then we're going to have less rain, and we're going to have uh, our aquifers right now are not being filled back up. I have a good friend that lives on a farm, and she's talking about last year that the pivot irrigations started using so much water that the people that had uh, uh, deep wells had to dig deeper, and this has been going on each year, getting worse and worse. And our aquifers, even in the area of the country where I live, where we had pretty good rainfall, they're not filling up the aquifers. So the pivot irrigations are running; they're going deeper into the ground. And right now, if you look at the country part where I live in the south and South Georgia, compared to what's out in the southwest. And the Midwest, where there's no water, and it's kind of just totally going away. You look at the Mississippi River. You look at the the other rivers, like down in South America, down by the Amazon. There's one down there that's just really having a really problem with with water. And then on top of it, you know, you've got the Euphrates River that's drying up. And that meets biblical prophecy, where it tells you that the Euphrates River will play a very major role, and, and when it dries up, it will allow the kings of the east to cross over and to do the Battle of Armageddon. Well, people, I really thought that the Aswan Dam may have something to do with that, but they don't have to use the dam at all. There, that water has clearly dried up in the Euphrates River, which will allow the kings of the east to come across it. Never has that happened before. So in looking at that, and in looking at what's going on, you can clearly see that everything is becoming identical to what Scripture said. A long time ago, people would say, oh, joy, those are just symbols. We don't know how to interpret Revelation. I used to hear that when I was a child, and I would just want to just climb up the wall. Because I would be like, oh, yeah, this is going to happen just like it says it's going to happen. And I'm going to start plotting all of this. And now that's what my work is. It has been a, a, a labor of love to put together all this information so that when you read it, you don't get confused about what's really going on. And I think it's pretty interesting that when uh, they did that climate change thing over in, in, in Egypt there at Mount Sinai, that Guterres, who is the, the Secretary General of the United Nations, he said, he said this, I quote him, he said this, as global temperatures continue to rise, planet Earth is on a highway to climate hell, H-E-L-L, with our foot on the accelerator. So clearly everybody knows that we are getting to the end of the tribulation period 
when the famines, the water, everything's going to go. We already know that everybody's already talking about nuclear war. You know, we've seen China and Russia and Iran and all the stuff that's going on with all this kind of stuff. They're all building their arsenals up because water's going to run out. Water's getting to the point, and then when wormwood finally hits us, it's going to get rid of a third of everything, including damaging waters and killing more people. Uh, along with the plagues and the pestilences that are going on, they clearly, the people that there are the serpent people that have been the thoroughbreds that run this world, and I have people all the time tell me that they don't believe in what happened in the Garden of Eden, and I'm like, well, where do you think the people that run the world came from? Clearly God cursed the serpent and his lineage because they were the ones that were going to do this to us and literally try to take everything away from you, including your soul. And they are doing a really good job of it. And so if you're left here and you have to take that mark of the beast, let me tell you this. You're not going to get out of it unless you die. It's going to be your choice. They're not going to put anything on you. That was the one thing that God did not allow Satan to do to Job. He said, you can do all this stuff to Job, but you cannot take his life. And Satan said, yeah, well, I'm going to show that, you know, when you get these people going through all of this stuff like this, they'll curse you. They will curse you, Lord, and they will take my mark. And that's what he's hoping and planning on is that the majority of people are going to turn and take that mark and not be reading their Bibles and not be scripturally sound as to what's really happening. You're going to have to make that choice, and you need to make the wise choice because we are at the ending of days. I cannot tell you this is going to happen on Monday, January the 23rd, or Tuesday, February the 4th. I mean, I can't tell you a day, a time, or an hour at 12 midnight. But I can tell you we are in that season based on the scriptures and based on the research that I've done. And if you're not prepared for it and you take that mark, you're going to go straight into the pits of hell and it's not lights out. Because your body will be resurrected up to stand judgment and trial before the great white throne of God. And when you do, he's going to send you into an everlasting hell forever. So you want to choose paradise and you want to choose Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And that's what my whole purpose and what I do is to help you choose Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior so that you never experience the pits of hell for eternity. Well, praise God. That that absolutely circles it back around to what's the most important thing of all. But, boy, let me tell you, uh, and, you know, I'm sure that you already know this, but I think this will kind of, I don't know, kind of tie a ribbon on your message. So many of us, not all, will remember a time when Arthur Anderson made some consulting mistakes, we'll just say, misjudgments, and it resulted in what was known as the Enron problem. Out of the Enron yes. problem came some uh, legislative decisions that that ultimately turned into one of the very first regu- major regulations uh, for uh, publicly traded companies known as Sarbanes-Oxley. Now, mm-hmm. why do I bring this up? Because the renegade of all things financial services in the world, the outlier, the non-player with the central bank, the bank of you know the Swiss bank of disbursements or whatever, 
the the outlier, the one that didn't play ball with everybody, was the crypto services financial system. That 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 has been a non-player. In other words, everybody liked Bitcoin. Everybody liked crypto coin services because they didn't. They figured, hey, I don't want to be tracked. I don't want to have anybody. You know. Now, of course, the evil ones would use the crypto services as their means for causing the, um, uh, uh, you know, so when a ransomware attack would occur, the ransomware attackers would uh, take the ransom of multiple millions of dollars, and they would ask for that from the company over the cryptocurrency network. However, because of the debacle, the fraud of over a billion dollars that has just occurred by the FTX Corporation and the current in progress uh, house hearings that are in play, you can expect that there will be new regulations that come out of the legal system, the governance system, that are going to put new regulations in place for cryptocurrencies of all types. Now, what that's going to do is that's going to break down that idea of having a crypto system that's outside of the purview of the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, and all and the you know, the Fed and everything else under the sun. What that what's gonna end up happening, and I guarantee you I'm right about this, at the end of the day when FTX is fully deposed by the House and they come to some sort of a conclusion about what they're gonna do, they are going to break down that uh, anonymous network of cryptocurrencies that so many people believe it has some sort of end times meaning to it. They're going to break it down. They're going to weave it in. They're not going to eliminate it because they need it. Um, this notion that we have, I'm going to leave you with this thought because it's so vitally important. If you have any notion of privacy, I mean, literally, unless you're a fan of watching um, like spy movies, most, not all, but a lot of spy movies do a really good job of helping people to understand the level of sacrifice that is required to go off the grid. You literally have to buy burner phones. You've got to throw them away after so many, like one or two uses. Buy another burner phone, throw it away. You can't use your normal phones. You can't use any credit cards at all. You've got to be totally cash. Well, and by the way, if you want to try to get some cash and stick it into a wall safe, and I highly recommend a wall safe that you can hide so that it's very difficult to find behind a painting, you know, the, the whole deal. Um, and by the way, it's also a good idea uh, to set get yourself a floor safe because that you can put important stuff in the floor safe, and that becomes a decoy. So if they were to search your home for some reason, which, of course, if you were all prayed up and had the protection of God, you wouldn't have to worry about that happening anyway. But let's just pretend they would see the floor safe and figure that that's where all your important stuff was located, so they wouldn't really necessarily feel led to hunt for a hidden wall safe. Now, that being said, you can go to the bank now, and you can pull money out, cash, However, you got to be real careful about how you do it. And what you want to do is like just you know keep keep the number down to around five grand, because anything over I think it's like even approaching ten grand draws in federal visibility, and you have to fill out special forms so they make sure that you're not involved in money laundering. Yada 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 blah blah blah. 
But you can go to the bank and request that money. Keep it around five grand, and if you're going to do it, spread it out. Don't be like doing it on Monday and getting five grand, and then getting five grand on Wednesday, and then getting five grand on Friday, because that'll set off all kinds of alarms. So you do, you know you got to spread it out. So uh, I'm just letting you know because during the Argentina financial collapse of I think it was 2003, something like that, the only people that were able to eat were the ones that had actual cash. Okay, the scripture says in Ezekiel 7 verse 19 to align perfectly with what Dr. Joy said, quote, they will throw their silver into the streets and their gold will be like refuge. The silver and the gold will not be able to deliver them in the day of the wrath of the Lord. They will not satisfy their souls, nor will it fill their stomachs because it became their stumbling block of iniquity. In other words, they put the money before their faith in Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't get a little bit of cash and have it aside and help other people with it. But let me tell you something. If you don't have the heart of Jesus and you think you're going to use that for just you and your family, and you've got neighbors that are hungry and need help, at that point where you don't share that, Anything that you have needs to be shared. And if you don't share it, you are outside of the will of God. And then buckle up, because your house is going to be burned to the ground. You're going to lose everything. And I don't even want to think about what's going to happen to your kids. you got to understand the love of Jesus. That becomes paramount, and that is how you act. If you don't act exactly like Jesus in the end times, you have opened up a pathway, a satanic one, that will allow you to be attacked in a way that you could never imagine would be allowed to happen to you. You better know your Bible. Anyway, let's hope to, uh, to Joy's comment earlier that you don't, you're not here on the earth for that period. Um, that's pretty far down the road. That's during the day of the Lord. We're not, we've got a ways to go before we get to that. However, uh, it's also important to note that we are getting extremely close. Okay, so um, right now, to Joy's point, although she did focus on cryptocurrency tonight mostly, the fact of the matter, and, and of course the monitoring grid that's in place, right, really right now when you think about it, they pretty much have everything in place right now that it really wouldn't take an awful lot to flip the switch, allow a couple of big, you know, not a lot. I mean, really, when you look, let's say there's 20 major things that has to happen before we go get to the point where World War III is in full swing and we're entering into the day of the Lord. The That list is not that big. That list could actually go down. And I'm not saying the likelihood is, is high. I'm simply saying that the feasibility of that list of 20 major items that need to be fulfilled, whatever they may be, Okay, that list could occur really in the matter of a month or two while we're all walking around in darkness from a massive cyber attack against the uh, the power grid. All right, so again, you know, it's it's like the concept of a military action. You want to have a diversion. You always want to have a diversion. You don't go in to take out the, you know, grand poobah of country X by just walking in the front door when they got guards all over the place. What you got to do is you got to set off a diversion, 
blow something up real big, make all the guards go running after the big explosion, and then go in and get the Grand Poobah. All right? And that same dynamic is almost for sure going to be and is in play really right now. Everybody staring at Congress, everybody staring at the Twitter files, everybody staring at everything else under the sun, but they're not paying attention to the Klaus Schwabs. They're not paying attention to the G20. They're not paying attention to the European Union. They're not paying attention to the things that are happening right now that continue at light speed almost to fulfill the prophecies of the end times. Uh, you know, in, in such a manner that we could literally wake up tomorrow morning and go, what? And it could happen that fast. And once, th- whatever that is, is it Rachel Baxter's dream about Chicago being nuked from the ground, which, of course, they blame on Russia? I, you know, we don't know. And we don't know how long it'll be. And we, we just, you know, it could drag, it could be a couple of years. But, boy, let me tell you, to Joy's point, every single moving part is already in place. The FEMA camps, the guillotines, the trained personnel that are required to run the things, every single piece, every moving part is in place. The only thing is it, what, we don't know what we don't know. You know, we we can look around and say, well, it kind of seems to me that they have to do this first or they have to do that first. But what we don't really know is how close each one of the Moving parts, each one of the gears of the Great Tribulation that need to be in place, we don't know to what extent they are to completion. It literally could be less than a week with the right amount of personnel queued up and the right amount of equipment queued up less than a week before they could go live. And, and, but, we, but that wouldn't be obvious to us. We, how would we know that? All right, so anyway... Um, what a powerful show. Thank you so much, um, Dr. Joy. Always very thought-provoking. And when you weave together the tapestry of the unlimited amount of information that you've researched over the years to pull all of this together, particularly as it aligns with the scripture that's reading like a newspaper right now, to your point, and it certainly <laughs> right. is, it really is amazing. And it's also, at the same time, it's also very exciting. I, You know... There for a while, I was getting kind of bummed out because things seemed to be slowing down, slowing down, slowing down, and sure enough, it picked back up again, and we're moving real fast right now. People are looking at Elon Musk and Twitter as being the yeah. savior, that Fauci's going to jail now, and, and it's game over, and the, the house is going to pull the gavel out, and they're going to drain a swamp, and I'm like... Slight of hand, folks. Slight of hand. <laughs> the game is nowhere near over. <laughs> right. They've got the whole world staring at the United States Congress while they're trashing the rest of everything else. I'm telling you, <laughs> wag the dog. Wag the dog in another direction. It really is. I, yep. I wish they would do a remake of Wag the Dog with, like, today's uh, uh, special effects and technology. <laughs> right. That would be a real right. winner. <laughs> and they'd have they'd have legitimate they'd have legitimate um, mainstream Criteria. media snippets that they could, oh yeah they could put, yeah. put them in there with like fifty different news outlets all saying the same thing at the same time it would be oh, a totally yeah. different oh yeah oh boy and of course it'd be like two thousand mules nobody would watch it and, and it'd be like Glenn Beck calling up going nothing happens nobody goes to jail yeah. nobody pays for a <laughs> thing anymore. <laughs> You know? <laughs> right, right. 
Anyway, thank you so much for joining us, Joy. Praise God. What a powerful program. I just love it when you join us. Well, I appreciate you allowing me to always talk about my research because this has been something that it's been a part of my life ever, almost since I was born. So I'm seeing and it happen play out people. just like I believed it. Yeah, share with people your website and close with a prayer for us tonight, would you please? Yes, my website is www.drjoy, D-R-J-O-Y-E, joy with an E, dot com, D-R-J-O-Y-E, dot com. And you can also follow me on Facebook, Joy, J-O-Y-E, P-U-P, is in Paul, U-G-H. And those are the two places you can connect to me and follow where I'm at and the shows that I'm going to be on. And then I have my show every last Monday of every month on YouTube from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. And if you'd like for me to answer a question that you have on the air, you need to submit those questions to me at my website, drjoy.com. On the, uh, there's a submission form there, and all you have to do is fill it out, and it's sent directly to my email, and I will put you in the queue to have that question answered live on the air. And um, if everybody will close their eyes and say with me the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, thank you for joining us, folks. Another awesome program. And um, thank you, Dr. Joy. Uh, awesome. And looking forward to the next one. That is unless Jesus comes first. And then, you know, sorry, but you better be done with hey, me. We'll, uh, we'll be celebrating <laughs> up in the clouds. <laughs> uh, that's it, man. I'm eating wedding cake on my way out, man. The heck with the diet. But anyway, stuff. I mean, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm serious, man. I, I'm, I'm waiting for that. Um, Sunday, oh, December yes. the 11th. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you this uh, Wednesday night at 7 p.m., Lord willing. Again, this Friday, I will be traveling to Pennsylvania to see my very getting much older sisters. Uh, so I'll be uh, out for the 16th, 17th, 18th, and 19th. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and play the um, show entitled An Event Will Occur That Will Start World War III and There Is No Stopping It. That was from the year of 2016 uh, with Sister Rachel Baxter, who was given a vivid dream from the Lord of exactly what that event was. And uh, I've already mentioned earlier on the program, I hate to give you the spoiler, but you want to hear the details, so tune in. Uh, And that would be the nuclear destruction of the city of Chicago. And you can bet your sweet baby they'll blame that on Russia, and then you'll have what we're all watching for. All right, so God bless you all for joining us, and we will see you Wednesday night with Michael Schneider. All right, God bless you all. Thank you, Joy. Uh, It's been absolutely a pleasure, as always.
Thank you so much. Yep. Thank Amen. You so much. Yeah, oh, a blessing indeed. And God bless you all. Sleep in peace. Surrender. Throw it at the foot of the cross. We're all going through the refiner's fire. We've got to get used to it, folks, because I kind of have a feeling it's just going to be the way it is for a while. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for joining us tonight. God bless you. Thank you, Joy. Thanks. Thanks.